right. We're going to transfer the really true tape number one of Saturday, October 4th, year 2014, with Patricia. I made a date on saying that tape one was, and it really was tape five, but this one is really tape one. Although it was not a national holiday, Navy Day received special attention from President Harding. So, does that mean it was a one-time deal? Well, they kept talking about during in the 40s. I have mentioned like the Great Girls were different things. People always mention a Navy Day or something. And I think they mentioned an Army Day. So, I don't know. Well, let me see. I'll do more homework. Hold on. Let me know when we can start the show. Oh, you can start the show. I can. Yeah, I'm just doing my homework. <laughs> Did you used to do this in school? Do your homework while school was going on? Mm, no. No, just for us. No, just for you. This is special. Just for you. Uh, I, okay, I, it says I'm, this. Go ahead. I'm, I'm privileged and honored to be the exception to the rule. <laughs> <laughs> October 27th. Perfect. So, are you ready? Sure. Summer journeys to Niagara and to other places aggravate all our cares. We'll save our fares. I've a cozy little flat in what is known as Old Manhattan. We'll settle down right here in town. We'll have Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island too. It's lovely going through the zoo. It's very fancy on old Delancey Street, you know. The subway charms a soul when balmy breezes blow to and fro. And tell me what street compares with Mott Street in July. Sweet push carts gently gliding by. The great big city's a wondrous toy, just made for a girl and boy. We'll turn Manhattan into an and it's October 24th, everybody, 2014, I'm Wong Hsu, and ask my first trivia question, who is singing that song, and hello, Patricia. Hello, Walden, don't get me hysterical, it's October 4th, not the 24th. <laughs> Actually, I need to make a couple of You just wanted to know if I was listening, I know, right? I need to make a couple of big announcements. First, we got a lot of guest booked this month, and the two... I want to underline for the listening audience, on Friday, October the 17th, so two weeks from yesterday, Don Wells from Gelson Island will be with me on Friday night, and who was Mary Ann, of what course. Was she was Mary, what was his role? She was Mary Ann. 
Okay. And then on uh, Sunday, October the 19th, Bryce Beamer's grandson will be with us. <gasps> oh. And that will be Sunday, oh. and uh, people can talk to him. Uh, he's been working on a documentary about his grandfather, Bryce Beamer. And that will be on Sunday, October the 19th. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Walden. I'm busy with my lemonade here. Okay. Well, should we I get... down my cup before I made new lemonade and there's soap in it. <laughs> <laughs> what are those little white flecks? <laughs> it's soap. And I have trivia yeah. questions for everybody throughout the night and stuff like that there. Should we take our first call? Oh, let's take bets on who it is. It must be Ron. I think it's John from Maryland. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. let's see. All right, who is it? Lemonade. Ah. Lemonade, yes. Why, is that bad? No, it's very good, actually. Uh, it's, it it's is good. Extra, um, extra good without ivory soap I use. I like to have a variation on lemonade. It's so brutally hot here. Lemonade sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, iced tea with le with uh, lemon and sugar in it. It's a mix. Oh yeah, that's mine. It, it, I like that a good. lot. Oh, we got mm -hmm. call waiting still. No. Oh, I got one. You got call waiting. I don't have. Got it. call waiting. No good. I got. I, I say. Go. Yes, I got rid of it. Oh my gosh. I, I love have it. The, who did that for you? Uh, well, uh, uh, the bulk of the family worked together on this pro project, thanks to uh, Bob Wisconsin coming up with an idea, Bruce from uh, San Diego coming up with an idea, and finding the disability and age number at AT&T. Called them mm -hmm. Monday morning, and it's a several-step process. To remove it, on UVerse, everybody, if you have UVerse, you can do that yourself. A star 370 pound. Booth found out, and that's what they told me. Oh. And so a star 370 pound will remove it if you have UVerse. And if, and the phone that everybody calls in, um, I had to give them all my special serial numbers and the colder badges and, you know, mug, Captain Mug rings and stuff like that there. And they removed it and saved me $4 a month. So, hooray. Wow. All right. Here yeah. comes Great. the follow-up exercise. Well, this is everybody, yeah. everybody make a local call to your AT&T yeah. and tell them what they did to you. Register a complaint. Tell them what they're saying is impossible, wasn't, That's right. and we'll fix them. We'll tie up all their phones. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, so anyhow, uh, it, it's lemon. It's lemon. It's 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 tea with lemon and sugar, and there's not a whole lot of tea. In it. It's a lot of lemon and uh, lemon flavor, and some sugar, and it. it's just lovely. I drink it all day. I do too. I'm on a lemonade kick this week, mostly because you have to boil water to make tea. <laughs> oh, my. To make lemonade with crystal light, all you have to do is fill a glass with water. There you go. That that will give you an idea of what level I'm functioning at tonight. Well. And Alden said, well, maybe we need to have an early show. 
And I said, no, uh, the show must go on. You've been in show business your entire life, and you have that part of your mantra. What can I say? You're, you're a real trooper. <laughs> she is. That's it. I'm a trooper. She, I'm she, a trooper. She, she grew up in the circus and haven't gotten out of her system. What That's can I right. say? Oh, she was, so she, 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 she was the one that was carrying the water bucket for the elephants. I was? <laughs> for the elephants? That's right. They did a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember oh, the, if, if little boy people wanted to work for the elephant, that was their job, you know, in the old day you were to... Yeah, but they get, also had to do things that I would prefer not to. You mean like... shovel. The shovel stuff? Yeah. With shovels, yeah. yes. Yes. You don't think you well, want... Ron, I have two questions for you. Yes. Well, actually, I have three, but that, that's for later. And I have some, um, too. The first one, I'll, I'll ask both of them at the same time, and you pick whichever one first. Okay. Last night, I, I got an email from Ralph in California that said it was the worst show he had ever heard. I did a good job, but I don't know which one played because it was a replay that Larry picked out at the archives. So that's question number one, and I knew you were going to tell me about it anyway. Question number two, this is the theme for tonight. I want to know, I'm asking people to recall the most memorable or recognizable slogans, and I did two as examples. Mmm, good is what? Mmm, good. Camel soup, very mm, good. Yes. Yes, and, oh, and, and Del Charbet. That's right. Yes. Yeah, right. Okay, so that's Campbell soup. And good to the last drop? Yes, good to the last. Uh, wait a minute. Uh oh. <laughs> Maxwell House Coffee. Very good. The Maxwell House Coffee. Two for two. Okay, so before we hang up, you have to add to that list. Whose slogan? Yes, and they come and up what, with a couple of slogans. Oh, my. A slogan that instantly makes you think of the product. Well, let me let me get back to that. Let me do the, Let me let me uh, tackle this other one first, if I may. Okay. What played? What played was uh, was the um, was. Uh, yes, that's right. The the, the Lockhart's. The Lockhart's. Oh. Trip to the, yeah. So a bar with oh, the wild okay. card. So we, it's next week. Right. So you had two two of the 15-minute yeah, episodes so of the Lockhart's Abroad. How bad was it? Pretty bad. <laughs> I thank you no, for I the agree with confidence. You. I agree with you. Thank you. Uh, but it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. How bad? So how bad is pretty bad? Is it is a way to follow up on that? Let's say on a scale of one to ten, ten being the worst possible show I could have picked. Where was it? About nine. I thought so too. It was, it yeah, was about, pretty awful. Okay, okay, nine. okay, Rock. So what's have it, of it, all the awful shows you have heard Patricia played? What's have topped that? Oh, oh I can tell you. Um, it was when she played a, a while back, and and I can't remember. It was um, some. It was a family thing. It was family, and I can't remember. Um, oh gosh. The nibs? No, it was before that. Oh, and that was pretty yeah. bad too, though. By the way. No. That was what? It was. 
a family comedy or a family situation? Co- co- uh, situation. Adopted, adopted family. Ad- no. Uh, no. Um. Weekend. Oh no, that was last week. Hawthorns come back. Orphans. Good um, thing Patricia oh, has her wish. Might have been the Hawthorns. Wait a minute. Who was the who was the uh, uh, the mother and daughters? That's the one I'm thinking. Ma I remember. Per- well, I, w- I would have put Ma Perkins up there, but Ma Perkins was very popular, and I listened to it. No, no, no. It was Ma mother. It was there. a mother and, and her daughter. This is something that you played, Patricia. Yes. And you're off yeah, the show. Yeah, I'm looking. It- um, I remember. Merton Marge. You know I don't think you played a Merton Marge. No, but please don't. No. Oh. We're into Blair of the Mounties, Ghost Corps. Mysterious Traveler, Nona from Nowhere. Watch his tail. I don't. How can? Do you have any idea about how long ago it was? Like, are we talking year or months or? Oh, it's uh, it's been a while. Um, I believe. I don't know if Larry had started rerunning stuff or not, if that helps any. Okay. Um, well, I I don't have it, but I can tell you. I, it wasn't Orphans of Divorce, or was it? No. No. Okay. Well, that one, no. I think that one went over the top with the Lockhards. But the one that will be the all-time winner forever was Marmola. Oh, that was, that was pretty bad, though. That was pretty the ones, bad. Yeah, the ones that kept advertising Marmola and they have a little bit of music and a whole, and a whole lot of commercial. Be bad. Yes. Yes. And and it it, was, it wasn't be... very good stuff that it was commercializing. Oh, yeah. It, it was lethal. Yes, it was. <laughs> it could, I remember that. It, it could, yeah, it could kill people very easily. Yeah. So, Not good. That's why they had their own show. They were taking off the market. Right. The FDA actually got them a couple of times in the 1920s. Oh, my. Didn't stop them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that might even be that might even be worse than the one I was thinking of. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. I think the Lockhart's might have warranted a seven. What do you think, Walden? What I've heard of it, it's in the six, seven range, I don't think. I, I, think, I think it's not a ten. I don't think it's no, a 10 either. It's not a, the reason, it's not a 10. No. The reason I don't no, think it's a 10 was an interesting okay. reason, though. I thought Say that again. The, I thought that the the, uh, the sound on the program for as, old, for as early as it was was pretty darn good. It was pretty darn good. I picked yeah. two that were the best of the bunch, and there are not that many episodes. I guess it was a 13-week episode, and I've got... Maybe twelve. Is that possible, oh. Roman? Mm-hmm. It was. It was. I think it was a syndicated show, and uh, yeah, it Spur- sounded like it was syndicated. And Spurvac has the time it ran on KFWB in the forties, and we actually have one. They break in with war announcements on December seventh of forty-one. Okay. So, interesting that they would uh, override some syndicated shows like that. Uh huh. I agree. Well, 
Anyhow, for our poor listeners who don't have a clue what we're talking about, on Friday nights, I have the privilege of introducing what I think are some of radio's worst shows in the whole wide world, and I call them some really awful shows. And last night, there were two episodes. They were short, short, uh, 15 minutes, and I guess they how long did they play? They didn't play every week. They must have played every night for uh, a couple the, of the, weeks, the, the, uh, the announcement on the end of the second program uh, said that they would be back next week. Yeah, I think it was once a week. Next week. It was weekly, it was so week, that yeah. would fit with mm-hmm. the 13 yeah. shows and 13 weeks. And the Lockhart, it's um, Gene Lockhart was was the good. This is a husband and wife team. Gene and what was his wife's name? Kathleen. Kathleen Lockhart, that uh-huh. sounds right. And yep. they are the parents or were the parents of June Lockhart, yep. whom we know today in many roles, including her role on Lassie, and she was the mom on uh, Lost in Space. And she was a very fine actress. Oh, yeah, she was. She was the second time. She was the older daughter in the, in, the, in the famous movie Meet Me in St. Louis. Yes, yes. I mean, she was a fine actress. Um, those two that I just mentioned are television shows that people might remember as well. But, I mean, she had credits up to her nostrils. Oh, yeah. She goes back to the Christmas Carol in 1938. Yes, yes. Well, actually, I think the parents went back to the Christmas Carol in she was, she was the, she was the little she girl. Also? Yes, she did. That's uh-huh. right. She was Tiny Tim. She, well, the little Wasn't girl. was she Tiny Tim? I think she was the little girl in the family, the Tiny Tim family. The little girl, not Tiny Tim. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, the was it the Nebs they played in also that we picked as an awful Correct. Show? Correct. And they were just terrible. This was a husband and wife team. He was uh, born and apparently, if I remember correctly, began his acting career in Canada. Correct. And she in England. Correct. She wasn't too bad, except she chirped a lot. And... And you know who brought them? You know who? You know who brought them together? Who? And then we can shoot him too. Who brought them together? (laughs) (laughs) Thomas Thomas Alva Edison. Oh, for coming sakes! How did he do that? They were uh, they they were getting ready to to promote his new projection to film motion picture camera. And they were, he was, uh, Gene was in his locker and Kathleen, and he was trying to put together a traveling trip to promote it. And he introduced introduced those two in his office. Does that sound like um, an urban legend? Well, June told a story. That's how come I know it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. That when is when, interesting, when isn't we it? had June in the show, show last year, actually, she told Larry and I the story. Oh, neat. Wow. Yeah. That is interesting. That really is. Mm-hmm. By the way, June Lockhart is 89 years old, by the way. Oh, how is she doing? Fine. She is out She's out. Uh, being a cheerleader for a big band run by, no bun- kidding. Bunch, by a bunch of lawyers. A bunch of lawyers in the off time get together to play music. Uh-huh. And she toured, she's the band chick, as she calls it. So she goes oh, out. Oh, wow. 
Should we go out and and introduce the song and share the cheerleader for the group for all these lawyers? Uh huh. She's good. <laughs> She's really good. Yeah. She had such a delightful personality on the screen. I have to think because it was consistent that it was who she was really. Mm-hmm. You know, it was we, an accurate reflection. We found out. We found out. We felt that way. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That that is neat. Well, I I consider myself to have passed muster when you call and say, you're right, it was awful. Well, you certainly did, and and it really was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. It was interesting. Is, as there are a lot of these shows, they're very interesting to listen to because they're awful, and I think that I think that's significant. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I really do, because a lot of these I've never heard, and maybe would never hear. Would it not be for you? Thank you very much. That's right. We probably would not because they're no. kind of they're they're buried in the background. There aren't, in many instances, only one show. Right. You know, one episode of what I'm of the show I'm looking for, I can find one episode and nothing mm-hmm. more. And I think there's a reason for that. I believe you're right. I believe I'm right as well. <laughs> I believe you am. Oh. Uh, okay. Well, may I, may I introduce my first trivia question to the family? Please. Can I play too? You can play. No, you, yes, do you I can. Know? You know, you, you don't know the answer to this one. He's, he's, he's telling you you're not going to know the answer. That's pretty good. <laughs> she'll she'll fix. I want to know. But I may not either. Yes, that's right. Okay, you're the first guinea pig. And I probably won't know, popcorn. but we'll try. The answer is popcorn. The answer would not be popcorn. National <laughs> Popcorn Popping Month. Hey, I like that. I knew you would. I pulled it out of the list. Okay. Okay. What's your question? My question is: We're going to play. <laughs> Name that radio show. We're going to play a song. I want you to tell me what show this identify with. Okay. Oh, so, this yeah. is good. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. There we go. Hopefully it's working. Neiman. Are you hearing anything? Bruce? I'm not. Yeah, I, I have a guess. I'm not hearing it. Oh. Oh, okay. Walden? I'm, I'm surprised he's not. I'm not hearing it. I oh, can hear it. Patricia can. Well, it, let me it, just... It's coming and going for me, so I'll have to bow out. I can't. Oh, well, there was the audience. There was the audience who won't be able to guess what it is then. Ron can't play because he can't hear it. That's right. I can play. I know you can. The question is, the, the sne- there's, a sne- there's a trick to it. There's a trick to it? Uh-huh. Um, how, how much of a trick? I know 
I know a show that played it as a theme. Good. It's the only show I know of that two famous shows do the same theme song. That's the truth. Oh, oh, pick me, pick me. All right, Patricia, you get first crack. Can can I try? Really? Yes. George Burns and Gracie Allen. Correct. And Jack Benny. Not, not Jack Benny, but you do have George Burns and Gracie Allen, correct? So that's one not of, Jack Benny? No. So what's the name of the song? Wait. What's the name of the song? Da, 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 da. Uh, I don't know. Da, 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 da. I don't know. You don't know? It's Maxwell House Coffee Farm. <laughs> 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 All right, so that's the that's the first that's the Patricia got half half the show. She got one of them. There, there's another show. Well, I'm only functioning on half the anyway, so. <laughs> and so, so that, I did. That was a 100 percent. That's 100 percent. So the other question would be, name the song. And oh, the gee. other show. Name the other show. So Patricia got George Burns and Gracie Allen's. Okay. On here's my. That's a great question. It is good. Okay, now. You're positive it's not Jack Benny. Yes. Cross your heart. And hope to die. Yes. Well, no, we don't. <laughs> It's not that important. <laughs> Trust me, it's not that important. Um, okay. I was telling Patricia off air. On Thursday, I took my Lion Club and we went and visited the Battleship Iowa, one of the last remaining battleships of World War II. Oh, my. We, we paid and got a private tour. Both spent 90 minutes. He gave us three hours. Oh, and hey, we haven't seen all, time. and we haven't seen all of it. So my first question for the family, and we can go plus or minus ten thousand on this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, boy. and Ron, you, you're the first okay. guinea pig. Plus or minus ten thousand. How many gallons of gas would a battleship hold during World War II? Wow. Wow, that's. Did they actually run on gas, yep. or was it a, a form yeah, of Yeah, they probably did. It was gas. Oil it, it, was, it, it, was really oil. it was oil. It was oil. It was oil. You know. So that's my first trivia question, for, and I got plenty of others. For example... Well, they had to cross oceans, so we're mm -hmm. talking mega stuff. Oh, I'm and sure. I think it was three million dumped into, from the Valdez in Alaska. I'll give you a quick, they, they built this in 1940, at, in, that, in those days, it was $110 million to build it. So today it'd be worth $1.8 billion, and that's without the weapons. Oh my. To, to build the ship? Yes. That's inflation. Okay. So Did how many... build a big gas tank. Yes. Mm. So how many gallons... How many gallons? So, plus or minus 10,000. 10, yes. I'm going to say 250,000. Okay, Ron, you want to take a guess? Yeah, I think that's a little high. I'm going to say 200,000. Okay. Both both the first two need to go low. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. So, we'll leave that out. Oh, Mr. Benny. <laughs> so, we'll leave that out for the next person to call in. How many gallons? Does it take to fill up a battleship of World War II caliber? Oh, Mr. Benny. 
Oh, wow. Mr. Kitzel. Mr. Kitzel? Mr. Kitzel. Okay, so so while the rest of the family is looking up the answer, no fair searching for the answer. If that's really fair. No, it's not fair. I got other trivia questions. Not on this one. You know, if they come up with the answer, then they got to play... They gotta play other trivia questions. You know, I have plenty of trivia questions. I'll give yeah, you a second. but I mean, this is your this is your special question, not peeking. Well, I, I, I think peeking is off limits. I'll, hey, I'll give you an easier one. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's okay. Just leave it out there. <laughs> here's my follow. Here's my follow-up easy question. Yeah. After Pearl Harbor, they realized battleships are more a will have to be used as a defense mechanism to protect aircraft carriers. Okay. So my question is, how many ship or vessels? How many vessels made up a ship convoy to protect an aircraft carrier? Hmm. So that's my next one for everybody to figure out. That one's easier. Yes. No peeking, anybody. <laughs> These, these are his special, 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 Navy guy, so I'm just gonna let it. Let <laughs> You're it, gonna let it lie. Let it. Okay. So, did you come you know. up with with a um, a slogan or jingle? E- yeah, I can, and it's interesting because that is this one isn't used any longer, and should be because it, it really remind really uh, it remind it. Uh, you know, I, anytime I hear it, I think of the, of the product and. And I don't know if anybody else, I'm sure, I'm sure that other people will also. And it's I'm this, listening. It's this blank thing, right? It's the spot. Yep. Right? I, I, that's a famous one. You're right. I, yes, it is. Yeah. Very famous. Pepsi, Cola, Hip, the That one spot. is the name of the product. That's the one. Yep. But it has the name of the product in it. But it I does. will allow it. Oh, you want? I will Go allow ahead. it. She wants. Mm-hmm. She, she wants something without the oh, name I'm and the sorry. No, she came to rules. Yeah, something that has instant recognition as soon as you hear the words. Ooh. Boy, we oh, sure don't I have very many today. Well, yeah, I see what you mean. Okay, then that that won't work. You're right. And I have to think. <laughs> about I know why it they don't because. use. I don't. I know why they don't use Pepsi Cola anymore. Because it doesn't hit the spot? No, because it doesn't cost a nickel anymore. No, that's very fair. <laughs> oh, I remember when. Well, I remember when. You, yeah. I remember when you could buy soda for a nickel. Do you really? I do. A Pepsi Cola? Well, uh, let's see. Um, uh, I think it was Coke that I saw, but it was a six and a half oh. ounce bottle that you could buy. Wow. And boy, were they fizzy. My goodness. I'll tell you what I have out. Those things are really carbonated. Wow. I'll tell you what I have out. My, my, 
I was named after my great uncle, who was a pharmacist, a pharmacist. And in in that family, they had a pharmacy for a hundred years. We have the original Coca-Cola big glasses, small glasses in the in the paper cartons. Oh wow, that's neat. That is neat. And so that is. so you if you want a nickel coat, you could have a nickel coat. Got a really 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 small little glasses. Well, as I remember, you could do this. And uh, we, this was where I went to school, mm-hmm. and um, the uh, they 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 uh, they weren't really intending to make a lot of money off off this soda because so you know because of the of the of the kind of op- operation it was in school, and um, so they left the price probably that way longer than than other people would have you know you see what I mean, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so uh, but yeah, I remember when when, when, when you get a bottle really for a nickel. Refreshment. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're. I'm going to accept that because hits the spot instantly. You knew what the product was, so I'm going to accept that one. Well, thank you. And you didn't even say the product. I I think that was good because this, I did this that, is going I did to be that. a hard assignment because it's been a long time since we've had. I think since we've had slogans or jingles that you would recognize before they mentioned the product. Okay, now any jingles or slogan today that people recognize a product for? You know, that's no. an interesting question because we've talked about that fairly recently, Walden, mm-hmm. and jingles really aren't, are, are almost out of vogue really now, and that's a shame. It's terrible. You don't remember it anything. It is. And people are shutting them off because they're so full of noise with drums and blasting uh, horns and bugles and whatever else they can throw in there. And it really is just a cacophony of ear hurts. And if they aren't, and if it isn't that, if if it isn't that, Patricia, they're just downright annoying. They are. And I shut them off. I had a pause, and that means that, you know, I can just hop right back. So, yes. okay, well, I'm going to ask you a trivia question. Okay. Where did Jack Benny get his money when he wanted to go to the vault? Where was it located? Wait a minute. When he wanted to go to the vault? When he wanted to go to the vault and he, and he you know, he wanted to take money out of the vault. Where was the vault located? Oh, the vault was located in the basement. You have to give the street address. You have to give the street address. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you. It was actually a sub basement. I guess he had two basements. He must have, because it, it took him a long time to get down there. That is true. And all those sound effects. It like that. took Wasn't him cool? a very long time. Okay, Can who, you tell who, me who protected some it? Some of the protection. Ed. Ed, good. Some of the Ed. protection that he had. That people Horns had to get and to sirens to get and. Chains and wow, it was great. When he had to get to the vault, how did he have it protected to keep other people out? Well, well, he had he had uh, there was there was all kinds of alarms and things down there, but also he had he had Ed down there guarding it. Right, very good. And he had one more thing. Hmm. Oh, a mouse. Very good. 
Good. He had, had a lawyer, yeah, a moat, that. and the guard, Ed, who hadn't seen daylight yeah. since the Revolutionary War. Who was played, who was played admirably, but very admirably, by the way, by uh, Joseph Kearns. The man in black. Yes, that's correct. That's right. And, Miss, and yeah, Mr. Wilson. He did a lot of stuff, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he, was he did. Also he was next, a busy man. He was also next door neighbor on the TV show Dennis the Menace. Yes, he was Mr. Wilson. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yes, yes. Oh, and, wow. And then when he died, Willard Waterman became Mr. Wilson. Joseph... On the television show? Mm-hmm. Yes. No kidding. Yep. Oh, goodness. Look at, you know, I didn't know these people. I never well, would have known that. I don't know. I, I... The only reason I know that is because I remember hearing it when, when my kids had it on. I, I recognize those voices from radio programs. Yeah. I... Now, now, Patricia, now, after, after you have, you know, yes, re, re tinge wood. Yes. You, you <laughs> occasionally go back and look at the TV and maybe recognize the voices and look at the cast credits and, oh, I recognize that person from a, vo a radio show. Not likely, because I was working from the time I was twelve. Oh no no no! I'm talking. So, I'm, I'm talking about your. I'm talking about your teenagers now. You're a teenager now. I'm a teenager now. Yeah. What? <laughs> but, but, but okay, okay, okay. I'll I'll make it more simple. Please. N now, in Patricia. More enlightened. I'm my teen years in radio. Yeah, you're more you're, you're more enlightened phase of your life. You do you recognize do you recognize some of the people because you recognize their name in radio? Do you now can sort of? Well, you know there there are some old movies like black and white movies right. that come on every once in a while. Right. And before uh, Willard Waterman and Hal Perry are two voices, of course, that are so similar, but I can tell, like, if I'm in the kitchen or something, I can say, ah, oh, that's a Willard Waterman, right, and right. I'll come in, and of course, right. he's you can part You there. can tell them apart. Right. They're similar, but you can tell them apart. Yes, yes, and it'll be, you can. Uh, another one might be Hal Perry, and I can tell them yes. apart. Um, they did such a good transition on The Great Gildersleeve that they I, did. it was a long did, time yes. before I realized there were two who had done the role. But, uh, but anyway, the answer is yes. Okay. I can recognize some of these people. Okay. Um, and Carly Bear yeah. and John Daner, yeah. I will pick up his voice. Not nearly as well as I should, which is shameful. I so have a hard time. Shameful. He was so I, good as a character actor. I have a hard time. I have a hard time. I think Dana can disguise it very well. I, I have a difficult time sometimes. Do you really? Boy, yeah. I, I feel better about that. I don't know. I, I, do I don't usually have a hard time. He, he Did you have a chance, uh, Patricia, to listen to um, Horizons West to, no. to uh -oh. check no. out John Anderson on it? I really believe that's John Daner, but I don't know why. Oh, gosh darn it. Let me make a note to myself. And I know I did already. I don't read my own notes. I'm sorry. Well, I don't read mine either, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Right. So, for my two compadres here. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. If you take notes and don't look at them, then why bother taking notes? Well, that's why I don't. Okay, so you're not why you don't well, have... see, 
Yeah. For later on tonight, I've, I've got all of this great stuff for when people call in later. I can say, oh, yes, we talked about that earlier because I have it in writing in front of me. Other than that, it gets put away. How many patients do you take? I, how many patients do you take a night? Any idea? Of, of notes? Uh-huh. Uh, not very many. Like a, uh, like, mm-hmm. are they like a half page? Are you using a scratch pad or are you using your typewriter? I'm using the computer. Okay. Yeah, maybe we, half a page. Okay. And a lot of them are just tickler notes. And do you save them and that way you refer to them? Yes, when I go back and I look for something that I, I want, that uh, I know is on a piece of paper and we didn't cover it, and I find these notes to myself, <laughs> I say, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. I'll have to do that. So listen to Horizons West for John Daner's voice. I, I made out the whole thing now. He will, and he, he'll, he'll come up fairly quickly. And the, the ex, right. and, and he will be, um, uh, um, William Clark. He will be? William Clark. William Clark, oh, Clark, the Lewis and Clark. Yeah, he'll okay. be Clark. I will do that. I will and, do that. Um, okay, Ron, and, we and got to get down to business here. Now, you've yes. got an envelope that's starting to get stuffed, and other people have envelopes all over my floor. This is so Oh, cool. my what, what goodness. Like and I know, isn't this, uh, really, it's just if you wait, dreadful. If you waited about another month or two or three or six, you might just be able to email it to uh, Dropbox them to me. But I don't want you to wait that well, long. Well, uh, I could. Right? For the moment, this is easier right now. Yeah, so in for six me it months, is too, yeah. Start doing it but eventually it won't be. All right. The, the, the last one you asked for was a creaking door. Right. Are you into and spooky stuff? I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, but I have quite a bit. Okay. Let me see what I've got in my awful collection okay. here. All right. Um, oh, man, I listened to some of this stuff. I've got a brain hurt this week. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, here's more that we that we used. Between everybody's holidays. Sally in Hollywoodland, did we? Yeah, we did, didn't we? I don't know. I don't recall it. Yeah. Not. Looks did like we? it was... Um, Finished in May. Okay. I don't know. You have you haven't been listening. Okay, so you got to tell me what you'd like. Well, l- 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 let's ask you this: uh, Do you have any more of those sports interview programs that you were talking about that we were talking about? Do you have any more of those? Which interviews? Sports interview programs. Oh, that S word, you know. Like the Bob Feller. Those yeah. types. Those types. Oh, those kinds. Um, the sports stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do have. I do like, have Dizzy um, Dean, and that's that's all. Yeah. I, and then Grantland Rice. But Grantland Rice yeah, really is an interview Rice. program. Um, did you say you have? What's his face? Bill Stern. Uh, no, I don't. Did I didn't know if we put that on the list or not. I don't recall that we did. Let me double check here. If we didn't, um, you can. No. 
He's not on your list. Well, then put him on. Right. Well, then let's put Bill Stern uh, on there. Then. Um, uh, then. Our sports, yeah, for our sports fan, <laughs> fan, F, and I got loads of sports stuff for you tonight, Walden. I have broken my, my promise to myself, and we will ring in the new month with junk. Why? Why? Why did you do that to yourself? Ted Giants came over yet, uh, Walden, by the way. No. It says it's still 1-1. Oh, I just checked. Last I knew it was in the 14th. Yep. But I don't know. Um, it's been a while now. Well, anyway, for our sports fe- folks, Bill Stern had a sports program that was so colorful and so wonderful. And occasionally he would have some guests, but a lot of times he just had stories. And a lot of the stories came from his head to his fingers on the table. They sure did. <laughs> they had nothing to do. No. All these sports figures didn't jump up and down and yell and scream. But it was too late after the fact because these were all live broadcasts. But anyway, okay, Bill Stern, you have. And if you're interested, next time, I've got some Dizzy Dean, Leo DeRocher, you know, a handful of those guys. And there are not a huge number of there is not a huge number of shows available for each of them but when you put them all together you probably got maybe 25 or 30 shows in there, there at you least. Go. all right we can we can do that now walden okay. i have one more thing for you yes sir one more thing for you um what? i'm getting ready to go online tomorrow to do one other thing and uh, one of the things that i probably will do will be to, to order some hard drives right now, if I, uh, how many, how many would you, would you be able to sell? I'm, well, eventually, I got seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, I'm combining them or double checking, but right now right. I have, of all my stuff, and it's mm-hmm. not being done, it's seven drives. Okay. And, but, you know... I would say start off, start off small, you know, right. to, you know, a couple or so, whatever. But you well, know, the reason uh, the reason yeah. I ask is, um, is I will will probably just have them shipped to your house. Okay, well, just start with um, one or two, okay. and then and then if you want, I'll call me tomorrow and I'll give you my direct address. Give or it. Or if you if you want it, you can have my address now. Yep, give it to me now. All right. You can, everybody can send all the hard drives to me and candy, tushy rolls, rub and pop. I'll enjoy them Whoa. all. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Two five. You can give your address and then I get my turn. Walden Hughes, spelled W-A-L-D-E-N-H-U-G-H-E-S. Two five two seven. Duke, that's D-U-K-E, Place, that's P-O-A-C-E, Costa Mesa, that's C-O-S-T-A-M-E-S-A, California, 92626, that's Walden Shoes, 2527, Duke Place, Costa Mesa, California, Nine two six two six. Very good. So that that would be a good start. 
So, you know, one or, one or two would be fine. Okay, very good. I cheated. I just I just used a tape recorder. Well, that's what I thought. Uh, well, how everybody get their addresses. Choo-choo rolls are very uh, good. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's hey. excellent. That, that's very good. So, uh, uh, yeah, we'll do a couple. But You don't like Tootsie Rolls. I like. I want them. I, I, I okay. I have your tissue rolls here. I figured I have to yeah. send them to your, you. You say to you. it. Oh you my. You say it, but you don't. We're, okay, we're back you're right. Again. You're right. You're right. You know what? I was looking. I was transferring, <laughs> transferring shows, my dear. That we would, yeah. we would, we would. February of two. I will have them personally delivered <laughs> to your little apartment. That uh, way, that way right. they can join the 68 other boxes of mine that's over there. Did I mention yes. that I don't like those boxes? Yes, you did, and no. that's good because I'm not going to share anyway. Did I mention Walden that I don't like Tootsie Rolls? <sighs> but I'm, I'm, but see, I'm very glad you mentioned it because I'm not going to share anyway, and now I won't feel bad about not sharing with you. Well, you don't have to worry about that. Well, I don't now, now that no. I know you don't like them. No, you don't have to worry about that. And Ralph doesn't like them, so I don't have to share with him. What's wrong with him? You're, you're assuming, well, assuming, assuming of course, Walden so sends them. Good. I can't share what I don't have. Okay. Okay. I'll put it. I will. Okay, Ron. We're gonna we're gonna scoot here. No. What? I will. I, I. I. Okay. I. I will pick him out of my room, put him on the table, and say, "Mom, mail him." <laughs> oh no! You're. Well, I will mom. let you guys. I will let you. No, I need to. It's, I. Okay. I, I. I would have done that sooner, but I somehow been dragging my feet. You, no, it's okay. It makes a good shtick every Saturday. No. Okay. no. Good night, Ryan. My, my, mom, would have, my mom would love to see you. Yes, yes. Good night. I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you know, mom would love to see you out here because there's more space for her to clean. 714. Oh, bless your mom. She is so special. 545-2071. The Mossball Fleet in the Hudson River. Yes. And this is my old stomping ground. Yes. At, at its peak, 189 ships. And they were maintained in 100% order year-round by a crew of 86. 86 guys um, in the Navy, 86 men, um, took care of the ships year-round. So when somebody blew the whistle, they were ready to go. Hello there. So during the Korean War. Hmm? Hello there. You're during on the, the air. War. Hello, hello. Hi, Ralph. Hello. Hi, guys. We're fine. Hi, Ralph. How are you? I think I. I California. I think I stepped on Patricia. Patricia, I'm sorry. Oh, never mind. It's yes, okay. yes, yeah. Don't. Don't. Don't worry uh, about me. Ralph, you, you, how please, are you? Please, please finish what you were saying. 130 of the ships went out into active duty during the Korean War. 39 ships remained behind. So I thought that was pretty good. Very good. And during the Suez Crisis mm -hmm. in 1956, 35 ships were put back into service. 
Um, so it, it really, the fleet had a marvelous history. Okay. Can we say hi to Ralph now? Hi, Ralph. This is going to be... This is going to be a very mixed-up show. Hi, I think Ralph. So. Hi, how are you? I love it that Walden laid an egg. Oh, he laid another one too. Double. <laughs> yeah, but you know they're, they're very small. They're like half the size of a regular egg. Oh, that's good. That show I don't, I don't, I don't lay that many eggs either on the show or in in person. Uh, oh, this is too funny. When they first start, they lay small eggs. <laughs> Our regular listeners know that Ralph has chickens, and he got six new chicks, and he was waiting to be able to tell whether they were girl chicks or boy chicks, and we wanted, or I wanted, a boy chick in there so badly because it had to be named Walden, but they're all girl chicks, so Ralph named one of them Walden anyway, <laughs> so Walden's been laying eggs. The chickens don't care. Oh, that's so funny. can Patricia lay a bigger egg than Walden can? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think I want to touch that one. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> All right, you know Patricia's older than Walden, so she her eggs are much larger. <laughs> she has bigger as eggs, right? As get older, they lay bigger eggs. Oh, gosh, that's funny. That's funny. I've always been an overachiever, so it's okay. <laughs> this is good. Okay. So, All right, now, Ralph, well, you I, be an old Navy guy. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Patricia. No, I'm, go ahead, Navy. Go. Yes? I just wanted to know if my eggs tasted better than your eggs. What do you think, Ralph? Uh, I... They, they, he's not they, going. I think they're the same. They're the same. Yeah, he's not. He's, but it he's takes smart. eight of Walden's eggs to make a four-egg omelet. And how many Patricia? No kidding. And how many Patricia eggs makes a four-egg omelet? Four. <laughs> how many fifty? How many? How many pennies are in fifty cents? <laughs> I'm dying to tell you what that theme song was. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Ethel and Albert. Very good, Ralph. Very good. Darn. As soon as you play the rest of the song, Ethel and Albert. That's right. So that now, now we know it's the same song that George Bernard, Gracie Allen, and Ethel and Albert. Right. So what name is the song? In our love nest. Correct, Ralph. Good for you. Oh, my word. Good for you. You have just hit the bell in the circus. What's that thing when, when you Bing. use the big sledgehammer type thing and, and the oh, little doohickey runs up to the top and rings the bell? What's that called? Oh, gosh. Well, it used to be for measuring the weight, so whatever, how strong, how strong people yeah. were. Yeah. Dumbbell. Dumbbell? No, that's a, that's a weight. <laughs> Anyway, that's... I, I missed the question. When, well, when, when, when you, we went to carnivals, you would have to... Take and, the hammer? They'll tell you, ring the bell and see how strong you are. You yeah, wonder, yeah. How, what would they call that? Hmm. hmm. I know it cost a nickel and you could win a cigar. <laughs> yeah. 
by the I way, know, I don't know what they well. call the uh, the attraction. By the way, that was played by Rosa Real, who is best known for being the organist for the Shadow, besides Ethel and Albert, and she lived to be an age of a hundred and seven. Oh yes, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, she was fantastic. Very good. So I decided to clip that, and I thought that would be a good good thing. Also, have a song of hers here. But anyway. Stuff like that there. Okay, Ralph? Yes? Do you, do you, <laughs> <laughs> when we listen to radio and we hear, mm, mm, good, we know they're talking about Campbell's Soup before right. we even hear the product. Right. Good to the last drop is Maxwell House. Right. Name, name another one. A slogan or a jingle that you know immediately what the product is, but not, but it's not mentioned. Uh, um, I remember the, uh, yeah, it's so white, Tony says. And, uh, I, I was white has the name of, of the product uh, in it, so we have to disqualify that one. She was the Alka-Seltzer, but. That's mentioning the name. Right. She wants she wants a slogan that doesn't have the product in the title. Yeah, Choo Choo Charlie. Oh, very good. Okay. Does anybody else know who Choo Choo Charlie was? I, I think I, I remember <laughs> well, what you I told guess we're me. Alone here. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. and plenty. Good and plenty. Very good. Choo Choo Charlie. Gee, I was going to say something. Oh, Mamma Mia, that's a lot of meatballs. Mamma Mia, that's a spicy meatball. Uh, that's a spicy meatball, yeah. I remember the expression. My, it, it was, we always it used to laugh. Chef Boyardee. No. This poor man would sit there and he'd start to eat sp- uh, spaghetti and meatballs. I remember the, uh-huh. the commercial. Yeah, his line was, Mamma Mia, that's a, that's a spicy meatball, and something would happen, like the oven door would fall down, so they'd have to do the ad shoot over again. And uh-huh. eat more, and say, Mamma Mia, that's a spicy meatball, and something would burn on the kitchen stove, and they'd have to do the shoot over again. So by the time he got uh-huh. to the end of the shoot, the poor man was so full of spicy meatballs, he was ready to blow his brains out. So... What was what was the the uh, product? Mm. Mm, what's your idea? I, I I I I truly don't know. All right. Well, Walden, do you know? Nope. I'm going I, to look it up. I, I think guess it was Alka Seltzer. For for Mama Mia. Mamma Mia, that's a spicy meatball. And the poor guy just kept eating and eating and eating. They were trying to get an egg <laughs> shoot. I don't remember that. Spicy uh, meatball. Yeah, I have no remember, um, remembrance of that. And let's see. Spicy Alka-Seltzer. 1969, it was Alka-Seltzer. And they did, I think they did three takes of this commercial and at the end of each time that he said Mamma Mia that's a spicy meatball 
at the end of each one, something happened that they would have to do the shoot over again. And this poor guy is eating meatball after meatball after meatball. They keep doing reshoots. And finally, he needed Alka-Seltzer. So that was that was okay. one of the yeah that was one of the Alka-Seltzer all-time winners. It was good. It was good. Okay, um, Walton. Before I close out this window, the the fleet that was the mothball fleet that was in the Hudson River. Uh-huh. This just broke my heart. In 1971, the last two ships were towed out of the river and sold for scrap. Yeah. Do you know what some oh of the, my the, the they had mentioned some of the ships that who was part of the mothball fleet? Um, the only famous one that part of that group? You know, uh, in the mothball fleet down here uh, in the San Francisco area, mm-hmm. the oldest ship that they had uh, up to a couple of years ago, I don't know if it's still there, was the USS Vulcan. Oh. A repair vessel, and I actually was aboard that ship for a while. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I was. That, we were that t- thing was like a. It was like a factory. We were uh, talking here. I remember they kept the Air Force out in the in, in the desert. I kept thinking in in Nevada. Oh, well, the boneyard. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ralph, you want to hit guess how many gallons did the battleship I would, would have hold? Oh, a few? God. I'd say between two and three million. Oh, you're right in the ballpark. No kidding. Uh, and you only gave uh, us 10,000 leeway? You're right. He's in the ballpark. Two, two and a half. You are absolutely correct. Two and a half right million. Right in the middle. Right? And so the thing is... All right, you be a Navy guy. What what did the Navy consider empty? You know, what they consider what? Empty. When they had to go refuel a battleship. How, what oh, what percentage? Oh, oh. Well, I know the ship that I was on. Uh-huh. Uh, they used to refuel at sea from a tanker, and uh, I think... They did it when they were about a quarter, a quarter uh, from being empty. Yeah, they say with the battleship, I was fifty percent. And how fast? You want to both guess how fast would it take them to pump in? You know, over well, how long would it take them to load it? Yeah, how long would it take if it half empty, one point two five million gallons? How long would it take them to be? Oh my God. I'm thinking of how big the uh, the hose lines were that, that that they used to put the fuel on. It must have taken a long time. I was uh, I was surprised. It really did okay. not. It did not really take that long. No, about five hours. Correct, Ralph. Between five and six hours. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, you know, we we put twenty gallons in our car and we're in and out. Yeah. Hmm. I'm getting squeaky again. I, I sound that. Well, you, you know that refueling at sea is quite a thing to witness. I bet it is. You know the ships are underway, and they pull them. You know, like within fifty or sixty feet of each other, and they have a special rifle, and instead of a, a, 
projectile being in it that there's a uh, metal rod attached to a nylon line. And they shoot that line across. And then they pull the line to, uh, to get consecutively larger ropes across. And, and once they got the line across, then they, they pull the hose over. Uh, you know, if one ship gets out of step with the other one, it would have been some mess. Oh, wow! I I see it done several times. It's very interesting. Right. Wow. Okay, I got the names of some of the ships in the Hudson River. Okay. Mothball fleet. What we got? We've got the USS Dauphin. The SS Exocorda, E-X-O-C-H-O-R-D-A. How could they come up with a name like that? I don't heard of those. <laughs> the SS Stevens. Is it Destroyer? I don't know. A DD? No. It's just it's just got to my eyes boats. Um, let's see. There's the link. I thought they were battleships. Let me see. Okay, ghost. They call them ghost ships now because yeah, they're not it, there. if it's a battleship, it's named after a state. And if it's a cruiser, well, it it's named a after a city. For sure. But like the so spiders were named after people. Well, I think to come up with a name like Exocorda, it had to be. Yeah, no, that's, that's a beauty. It had to be somebody's name. The SS Stevens or the SS Long Island. I recognize that. Huh. This is this is pretty cool. Really cool. And they're all lined up. It's like a parking lot. Um. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah, I remember fleet out in the Hudson from years ago, and there were a lot of ships out there. A lot of ships. It said uh, 139 were in the Stony Stony Point. Yeah, the Stony Point area. Yeah, over here, the mothball fleet was in Sassoon Bay. How many were in there? Oh, God, I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you how many, but there were a lot of ships there. It, al- it, always, uh, it always bothers me when, when, they, when a ship sinks or when they, they take it and put it in the scrapyard. I know. That's what I just Yeah, they're about the best machines in the world. I, I really... I know. It just yeah. breaks my heart. I it's, really it's love said, ships. Okay. Uh, the... I bet. The mothball fleet. And, I'm sorry, Walton. Go ahead. Does Patricia know how do they weigh a ship? <laughs> <laughs> I bet Ralph knows. On, on a very big scale. <laughs> Ralph, how do they weigh a well, ship? Wouldn't, wouldn't it have been weighed before uh, it was launched? How much water they displace? Oh, it would be displacement of water. Right. How do you know how much you displace in an ocean? Well. And that's what they point because they, there's, there's no scale that's big enough so they really right. cannot actually weigh a ship. 
So right. what they do is Ralph explained they they stick it in the water and see how much it displays. That's how they sort of estimate the uh, how, how do they know how much is displaced if you're in the middle of an ocean? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't exactly rise the tide. I mean, seriously, I that, that doesn't make any sense. Well, they it, 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 it depends on, on how far down in the water the hull drops. Maybe they put it in a... Some, I, would un, I would deal with that. Maybe they put some bathtub. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Heck of a bathtub. Do you, do you know oh. the definition of a boat? No, I, I, I was figuring I'm going to get shot when I started making a boat around the Navy yet on Thursday. No, what is the <laughs> definition? What's the difference between a boat and a ship? Uh, well, what they told us in boot camp was a ship is a large floating vessel that can't be loaded upon another ship. Oh. That, that, that was, you know, uh, and boats, you know, you can hoist them up and put them on the deck, but mm -hmm. you can't take another ship aboard. Well, boy, that makes sense. Thank you. You did See, good. The things, the things that I remember, oh, my God. <laughs> I can't remember what I had for breakfast. <laughs> and you and you can't tell me a slogan or a jingle that you know exactly what they're singing about before they mention the product. Mm, I love it when he growls. Choo-choo uh. Charlie. I'll accept choo-choo Charlie. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And what was the other one? Oh, well, they they mentioned the name, but Bromosalsa, Bromosalsa, Bromosalsa. Yeah, but that one had the name in it. And we yeah, had Bucky Beaver Engineer. What was that one? What was that again? Bucky Beaver Engineer. Uh, well, that was one of the cartoons. Yeah. Bucky Beaver. If I say Bucky Beaver, what product comes to mind? Beaver? Bucky <laughs> Beaver, like the animal, a beaver that builds a dam? Yes. Well, they made hats out of beavers. <laughs> no, it was not. It was not a commercial for a hat. Bucky Beaver was a cartoon Oh, fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember the name. Uh, Walden? I do not know. <gasps> okay, well, I'll leave that one out there. What did Bucky Beaver advertise? Okay, Ralph, since you bought yes. on Bucky Beaver. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> this is National... Popcorn Popping Month. What is the best way you can eat popcorn? What's the best popcorn in the whole world? Well, I, I like that, uh, oh, what do they call it now? It's, it's, it's popcorn, but what do they call that, Tony? The popcorn with the 
called kettle corn? Kettle corn, yeah. Kettle corn. I like, I like that. that one. Okay. What, All right. You have a favorite? I tried that one time, and then it was a triple gagger. I I just didn't like it. You have you have a now now they have popcorn different flavors. You have a f- favorite flavor? Yeah, they've got lots of flavors now. Mm, they do. Cheese is yeah, they, they get like cheddar cheese and right. things like that. Pretty good. But I just like butter and salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Butter too. and salt. So, what has been happening with your weather out there? Well, we had a real uh, a couple of days of good rain, which we haven't seen since last November. Wow. And uh, now it's taken to <clears throat> warming up and drying out again. Well, three days of rain. I guess it'll take a while to evaporate three days worth oh, of rain. Yeah, well, let's see. How much, how much rain, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm really getting squeaky tonight. How much rain would you have to have to bring your lake back up to where it should be? Oh, my God, Patricia, we... we we drove across the bridge that is like at the end of the lake. And we used to yeah. go under there with our boat. And you can't even see the water from the bridge. It's Ooh. at least a mile away. Wow. And, oh, my, it's terrible. And then then our government, in, in their wisdom, re- released a, a whole lot of water down the river so that the salmon would have a chance to come up the stream. They're more concerned with the salmon than than they are with the farmers and the people. I don't know how they get their priorities, but anyhow. Yeah, they just, last, Mm -hmm. last week, they made a huge release. And where did it go? Where did the river water go? Where it goes, to, it goes out uh, from here. It goes out all the way to Eureka, and into the ocean. Got it. Okay, so they released it from the lake. Yeah, and then a lot of it goes down to Southern California through a through a system. Uh huh. That doesn't sound too smart. Well, uh, it's me. I don't know. Welcome to the Army Corps of Engineers. Oh, I don't. I I, I get frustrated when I think about some of the things they do. I know. In Florida, we are spending millions and millions and millions undoing what the Army Corps of Engineers did in years past. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's just dreadful. Just dreadful. So, okay, well, well I need to give you... Tell me, what was it they spent all those millions of dollars to, to see if... Oh, oh, oh. They spent, spent $200 million studying something to do with older people joining choirs. Oh. <laughs> oh. How, how in the world oh, do they justify such a thing? I, I don't know. 
Somebody with a I've got something s- about yeah. S- somebody with a really good grant writer. That's what I know. Uh, I guess so. It well, is. she'd write me one. Absolutely. <laughs> well, one of our, our youngest grandson uh, writes grants, and I understand it's, it's an art. involved. It is an art form. You really have to be able to look at the world from a different point of view in order to write one successfully. Yeah, yeah. You have to change your mind a lot. Seriously. <laughs> well, you really do. I mean, if you believe one thing and you're writing a grant for a, an organization that promotes an opposite point of view, if you want to be paid, you'd better do it their way. <laughs> I guess that's right, too, you know. Yep. So um, is, that, is, that, be... is that called writing for the money, Patricia? No, it's called writing for the client. <laughs> <laughs> who is going to pay you the money. <laughs> that sounds to me yes. like writing for the money. For yes, it, it, is, it is a commercial product, <laughs> for sure. I mean, there, there are probably a lot of people who don't drink who own wine wineries. Yeah. You know? Oh, well. I, I, okay. I think you can we, really, you can, can, you, can a writer really write passionately and have their heart and soul in something they don't believe in? Yes. Ooh. Yeah, I I can. I can. I I think at this point I recognize it as a gift, being able to walk to the other side of a table uh-huh. and see an issue through other people's eyes, mm-hmm. and really understand what moves them, where the passion is coming from, what their point of view is, and how they got there. And that's what you need to do for a grant, is to be able to understand what they say and put it in writing for them. You know that you know what that sounds like to me. What communism? No, 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 no. I had a, <laughs> I had a my dad a middle brother who was killed when he was forty two. He had a gift to he loved to argue. He loved to debate. Oh, and sure. and he would take oh, sure. he would take one side and drive it into the ground and then once he, he knew the other side retired he said okay let's switch sides he wanted to take the other yeah. side you know there's some people sure. yeah there's some people that's the principle, that, that's the principle of a debating team mm-hmm. one side has to take the pro and the other side has to take the con yep. and sometimes they just draw straws for it mm-hmm so regardless of how they feel, they really have to be... Uh, Henry Aldridge. There was a Henry Aldridge that did that. Oh, oh uh, Patricia, I got Remember that one? No. Did you ever look up Patrick McManus? Um, no, because I don't remember who he was supposed to be. Oh, I, I, I say an email that I just... We've been reading one of his books. Oh, oh, they shoot canoes, too. Or they, they shoot canoes, don't they? Yes, yeah, they that's one of and them. And he, he, he writes about, you know, the outdoor-type life, but, you know, you read about ten pages, uh-huh. and everything is fine, and all of a sudden, you burst into laughter. <laughs> I went to Amazon, Amazon.com, 
And the reviews were exactly as you are saying that it, they'd read for a while, and all of a sudden he'd come through with right. something. Right, he hit, he hit you with something. And I, I love it because person. you know his humor is so it's so clean. Yeah, you know he never well, says a bad word, and well, the the people that he describes, you can just see them. Yeah. He had yeah, a neighbor named fun. Rancid. <laughs> when I went to Amazon, I read the reviews of the book, and the most recent one was from a high school student who got caught reading it in English class, and he he said he started to laugh so hard that he almost fell out of his desk. And right, exactly. The teacher, of course, That's right. Yeah, the teacher the teacher came down the aisle and took the book, and by the time she got finished with it, it was she understood where he was coming from. But anyway, I think I ordered it. Oh, okay. I, yeah, he wrote several copy. books. I think yeah. I have about so, four of them, and and one's better than the other. They're just great. Well, I ordered the canoes. Yeah, you'll like that. Okay, I'll let you know. You know, when, uh, you, when you go to the secondhand section in any of these places, Barnes & Noble has them, Amazon has them, there are quite a few secondhand book places. What I bought on Amazon was listed as in good condition. I mean, how can you wreck a book unless you tear out pages? And it was a penny plus postage. Postage is three ninety nine, so the thing cost four dollars. Oh, that's not bad. That's I know, I yeah. know. Well, so, uh, all right. I think I had I, four I have... of his books. Yeah, uh, I guess he's a pretty popular writer. I had never heard of him before, so I thank you for oh, the heads uh, up. Oh, he's, he's hilarious. I thank you for the heads up. Okay, I'm going to give you a trivia question. Yeah. So far, you've got the fattest envelope on the floor. Um, in the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. What was Mr. Peavy's What was Mr. Peavy's first name and his middle initial? Oh, I don't know. <gasps> oh, Ralph. Yes, you do. All right, just his first name. What was Mr. Peavy's first name? I know the I know the police chief's first name. Chief <laughs> His name was John. That's because no, it I wasn't. I don't know No, it wasn't John. No. And, no, and we even talked about it last week. You didn't say that it was long John enough. Gates. No, say say his name again, please. John. John Gates. No, no, not John. Ah. Okay, what's Mr. Peavy's wife's name? Mrs. Peavy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard her name either. I know. She, and she, she, she and never heard her name. No, Mr. Peavy All always called right, Mrs. Peavy. Yeah. I'm going to give that to you. And that means that as your envelope is. <laughs> what did what did we talk about that you wanted? I've got your samplers, and I've got some Z discs in there already, and flywheel, and you bet your life. What else would you like? 
Tony, can you think of anything that you'd like to have? Any programming? Yeah, what can I come across? Yeah, we've listened to Gildersleeve so much that we know what they're going to say next. That's pretty good. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Did I give you all of the Gildersleeves that I have? I think so. I, 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 I got like up to year 12, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. I'm sure I did. Begin. If you got all the Gildersleeves over there on your floor, and uh, you have all fibers, you, you have stuff on your floor too, huh? And, and Superman. <laughs> uh, oh my God! Yeah, well, how, how many have you got over there? Yeah, yeah how many? From start to finish. Yes, you've got all of the Gildersleeves. She might yeah. have more, she might have more radio shows here in her apartment than the books by now. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I really don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, oh well, let me see here. Let me see here. And okay, do you? And she's making more you stuff. You like comedies, yes? Oh yes. Comedies. All right, I'm just gonna put down the word about comedy. How about Ethel and Albert and the couple next door? That, that, you know, I remember that when I was a little kid. Yeah, we, I remember we, that theme song. We, uh, in fact, Larry and I just just sat down with Peg Lynch. She's gonna be celebrating her 98th birthday right. next right. month, and so we just sat down with her on Skype, did a wonderful interview. She go back. She goes back, uh, she worked for the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota, and really? she, she was with Lou Gehrig the day he found out that he had the Lou Gehrig disease. Oh, my. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, oh, wow. Yep. I, yep. You know, I thought Albert would be oh, fine. Yeah, that's what I thought. That and a couple next door, Patricia, what do you think? I have it. There you go. So I think I'd better give it to him. I think that would be good. I think that would be good. Okay, couple next door that started with Ethel and Albert, and I will give you what I got. Uh, thank you very much. My pleasure, sir. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to let you guys go, but I'm so glad I got through. And, I am, uh, too. You, you're good. I, got, I, I had too. a couple of good answers. I'm going to give out some more trivia questions for everybody of Battleship, so keep your ears open, Ralph. You might be able to help out later. Well, I'm very know. happy that my... I'm, just I'm going to listen in for a while before I, uh, before I submerge for the night. And then you'll get back up and okay. still hear us. You never know. Yeah, sometimes I wake up and I'm wide awake. That is so. true. And we're still here. Ralph, I thank you for making me feel so wonderful that my eggs are bigger than Walden. <laughs> oh, yeah. Patricia lays bigger eggs than Walden all the well, time. you lay an egg, you lay an egg, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, you That's do, good. Patricia. You're a my, big my egg. Oh, that laugh you have? The last you just did? Yes. That sounds yeah. like Patricia. 
It sounds a little yeah. bit like the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah, that's pretty sure. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Okay. I'm going to go before you get mad at me. <laughs> Never. Thank you, Ralph. You have a good week. And say hi with a hug for Tony. Yeah, yeah. She's doing very well, by the way. Great. I'm glad. I am so glad. Yeah, she was there for a while. She couldn't even drink her whiskey. <laughs> I think she's, you better she's stop on the bottle now. now. Yeah, it's time to stop. <laughs> I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much. Bye. Okay, Ralph. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> And this is Wall and Patricia, okay. this open house where we laid the biggest eggs in town at 714. I do. My <laughs> eggs are bigger than <laughs> My next <laughs> trivia question about the Battleship Iowa, during World War II, how many men would it hold? And, oh, 1,800. And Patricia, hello. It's also it's also known for and this was really just this was the ship that Franklin Delano Roosevelt took to meet Winston Churchill in Tehran in November 1943. So we got to go through Roosevelt uh, quarters and everything. Really fascinating. Hello there, Carl. You're what? on the air. Something else happened on the on the Iowa. I will oh, pick several your brain things. In a yeah, a couple of things. Who's there? Hello there. Hello. There's Harwood. Look who's here. Harwood from North Carolina, and I haven't been practicing. You have or you haven't? No, she's only been. I have not. She's just been working on laying big eggs. Yeah, that's all she's been working on. <laughs> that's a job. Does that count in? Does that count in being southern that I lay big eggs? Well, we have some that really do. <laughs> and they only have some that don't realize it when they do. Patricia, eggs are yeah. twice as big as mine. Can you believe that? You know, she was the biggest eggs in town. Well, I missed it. <laughs> oh, Ralph, Ralph in California has chickens, and he just got some new chicks that are growing. And he didn't know at the outset if they were if there were any roosters in there, because mostly people get hens. And he said, well, it didn't matter. He knew that he had all girls, but he would name one Walden anyway. And Walden has started laying eggs. Okay. He's got, he's got one named Dana. Patricia. Well, he's got, he's got a chicken named Patricia, and her eggs are bigger than his. Okay. So that, well, that means Patricia lays big eggs, much bigger eggs than I do. All right. <laughs> I'm a better layer than you are. Oh dear me. Yo, I knew he had. I'm a laying hen. Na mm -hmm. He had named one Walden, but I, I, I did not hear the part about the eggs. Yeah, uh, that's the story this week. Well, I think he's gonna have to rename Walden Waldena. I think you're right. Two eggs. Well, I suggested I suggested Waldenette. But it sounds too much. Well, that'd be all right too. Yeah, it sounds like a walnut something. Okay. 
So Waldenita, I like that one. Waldenita. What do you think? No, that's Spanish chicken, don't it? No, it doesn't. I think we'll stick with Walden and let her have a confused identity. I believe you're right about that. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, I guess. About like usual. Is usual okay? Well, about as much as it can be, I guess. <laughs> There's no need to complain. Don't help. Everything's all do, right, I guess. Do you have a tourist season in your area? Oh, yes. Thank goodness I'm when is not involved in it, but... Um, I, well, yeah, I would say mostly in the summer, um, but what I do and where I am and all that stuff, um, we're not bothered by tourists. I'll be right back, everybody. You two hold the floor sure. for a second. Harwood, um, where do they come from and what do they visit? I guess most of them do come from up north, and I'm really not sure what all they visit. It's not something I try to keep up with. We just are happy to liberate Yankee dollars. <laughs> Thank you for admitting it. We do that once in a while as well. Yeah, um, I, I'm not ashamed of it. I mean, they don't need that money. We do. <laughs> as long as they want to leave it somewhere, I'm very happy you left it here. Exactly. When, when they, when they show up, do any of them just? take to the woods and have a good time in a cabin by a stream? I don't know how many really do that, although there is a lot of, of tourist areas like that where they have multiple cabins to rent. Of course, uh -huh. there's nothing like a cabin like I've known anything about. You know, they're nice places. Um, yeah. I think most of that is more toward the mountains or the coast. Um, when you talk about cabins and streams, I think of mountains more than I do the coast, but because exactly beaches and beach houses, that kind of thing. And of course, got so if, um, hotels and all on the beach, like at Myrtle yeah. Beach especially, and uh, there are those too, but you know, there, there are single um, family rental stuff as well as mo uh, hotels and motels and things of that nature but uh -huh. you know right where i am it I, we, we don't ever see them here although i guess some do come to greensboro especially for you know ball games concerts things of that nature mm -hmm. so if i i'm back if we were talking if we were talking on the show during a summer month and I said I wanted to come down and have a good time in the mountains. I wanted to see the mountains but not get eaten by a bear. Where would you send me? A chicken farm? Um, I'd have to think about that some. Obviously, Asheville and the and Gatlinburg area is, is well, especially Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge and all, is a biggie thing. Um, uh -huh. But there are... One that I would go to, I think, just based on advertisements. Um, I can't even think of the name of it, and that's been a long time since I heard advertisements for it. But there, it's more of uh, the, the cabin group, cabin type thing. 
and uh-huh. extremely nice, and the rent was was quite reasonable. The last advertisements I heard, and and usually, you know, sometimes two families can go to one of these, um, and they are in the northwest part of the state, not the west north of the west, <laughs> if that makes sense to you. Um, I bought. How about this, Hollywood? If we were going to visit the state of North Carolina, because I'm assuming I've never been through the state, Patricia's never have, you're going to be our tour guide. What things should we see in the state of North Carolina? Now, that I couldn't answer, Walden. You, you, you may have a lot of different interests than I would, and it just depends on the kind of thing you're interested in. Now, just for an example, I don't care anything about the beach. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Uh, last time I went to Myrtle Beach, I was nine years old. This mm-hmm. was in 1957. No matter of fact, I wasn't nine. I was only about seven. Okay, we're going to start the process transferring tape two. I don't want to get eaten by a critter. Well, I, I'm not saying that could happen. Hard to predict. Well, you're talking about bears, for example. Uh, we have a lot of bears in the eastern part of the state. Uh, the Great Dismal Swamp's there. And there's a lot of bears there. Probably as many or more than is in the mountains. Well, this is a surprise for people. We have a lot of bears here. Oh, I'm sure you do. But, Bunches. Hey, one, of them, um, one of them showed up at a condominium one day. I would ask you a lot, uh, you know, quite a few questions about what you liked and the kind of thing you want to do because it would be kind of silly if you liked the mountains and I took you had carried you to the beach or vice versa. Um, you wouldn't be happy with that. And yeah. if you're well, you know, one of the things that I think is is a good thing for me is that I'm open-minded enough to try a whole bunch of things and then decide what I like. So you well, can take me anywhere. That may be. It just, you know, in a way, I'm not all that picky. But, um, you know, if you say, "Oh, I'll come go to the beach with us this weekend," I'm busy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just not my thing. Well, then, if he ever says he's busy, we're in trouble. Well, you know, when people come and visit me, there are things I people expect to see because you know my area is well known for certain things. So I would definitely want to make sure they see the things they they you know that they heard about. Exactly, but that's why you ask them questions. You might make sure they see it, but you don't just plan a um, a trip somewhere and and never even ask them what they're interested in. Well, most time, most people come, they have no clue, and they sure rely on us to plan the itinerary. Well, that's, that's yeah. okay, too, but yeah. still a little give and take there. Yeah, but I, I understand and what I you're saying. I don't like if I, beach. if I don't like to go out to dinner, don't take me to a restaurant. Right. I mean, I don't like the beach, but I would love to go to Charleston. Okay. Especially to see the uh, CSS Hunley. Mm-hmm. Now, 
you know, you don't have, in a way, you have a conflict there. You can't go to see the Hunley unless you go to the beach per se, but you really don't have to get out on a sandy beach to go see the Hunley. Yeah. Or to see Charleston. I mean, you know, I I would love Mm -hmm. to, if I could, just ride around Charleston and see um, historical locations. But as far as going out to a sandy beach and sitting there in the sun in my bathing suit, forget it. Okay, we won't we won't do that to you. Okay. I promise. That's just that's just me. <laughs> There's other people that would love to sit on the beach the whole time they were here. Oh. Like uh huh. Okay, let me ask you this way: What historic? You know me being a history buff. Uh huh. Okay, what historical landmarks or th- homes or things I should go visit in North Carolina? Probably the biggest is. Um, up in Asheville, um, oh, I, I went blank all of a sudden. Um, museum. Well, or, there are museums. Or, or, or homes. You know, there, this there's... is a, an actual plantation. Um, I can't think where he made his money. Maybe it was in, in railroads years ago. Uh I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. It happens when you get old, I guess. Maybe I'll think Flagler of did. Flagler did uh, North and South Railroad. Do what? No. Flagler, or, his name was Flagler, um, brought not, trains north from the north to the south. I take it that's not the name you're thinking of. No, that's not the one I'm trying to think of. Uh, maybe it'll come to me in a minute. Now, there would be a few museums I would love to go to, but it might not interest other people. Uh, and there may be other types of museums that would. There again, you really need to ask a few questions. Uh, I would love to go to um, uh, the Museum of the Confederacy in Richmond. Right. That'd be good. But there's plenty of people that wouldn't. Um, I can't imagine. Well, you know how people are. <laughs> they, you have an open they're mind. They're Yankees. But there's plenty of people that have a very closed mind because they never learned anything. Are there a famous what? museum in the state of North Carolina? I'm sorry? Is there a famous museum in the state of North Carolina? Well, there's the, you know, the historical museum in, in Raleigh. I can't think of the name of it. Mm-hmm. But they have a lot of historical facts and stuff. Uh, you've got the archives there. Um, I don't know if they have more than one museum there. Um, but those are biggies. Now, you know, like here in Greensboro, they run a natural science museum. It's great for kids and things of that nature, but it... It's not something I would go out of my way to see. Now, mm-hmm. well, let me throw this at you. In Kentucky, I would go visit some of the famous breeding stables. You know, a lot of the famous race horses mm-hmm. came from. North Carolina, we always think of stock car racing. Are there, are there anything open to the public that, you know... Uh, uh, yes, the Petty Museum is. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the big racetrack at, at Charlotte. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that they run a lot of national races on. See, I wouldn't think of those because Mm -hmm. I'm just not that interested in it. Mm -hmm. 
And it's not that you might not be, but that's why you ask questions. Mm -hmm. Because it wouldn't occur to me. Because it's, I think from people who don't live in the state of North Carolina, like from the West Coast, that's what we think of North Carolina is the home of stock car racing. Right. But I, I, I also think so that when people, when people live in a place, they learn to take things so for granted right. and be so complacent exactly. that the question, the questions they ask would not nearly cover the, you know, people say, well, I want to go to the beach, and they'll stand there and say, but oh, look at the pelicans. Well, pelicans are very natural birds for us to look at. But for a newcomer to the area, they're wonderful to watch. They're funny. They die for fish, and they never miss. Oh, it's, it's just a wonderful thing to see, but we take them for granted. Exactly, but I'm still getting back to the fact that that's why you talk to them and ask questions, and, mm -hmm. and that you try to figure out the best thing to do. I mean, we have some awful pretty places in uh, western North Carolina, Linville Gorge, um, Luray Caverns. Um, I've been to Luray. There's another one I can't think of. It is Natural Ridge which Thomas Jefferson owned at one time. Hmm. Um, a lot of places like that that, to me, I think would be beautiful. Now, see, probably for me, I would probably want to go, I, you know, I think of also another thing, are the famous universities. Hmm. You know, you got Chapel Hill, Duke, yep. Wake Forest, all practically on top of each other. In that, what would you do there? Just to visit the campuses. And, so I would never think of doing that. Yeah. Bay Point, Patricia? I mean, if you, if you showed up at a university and they gave you a map, where would you want to go first? Probably the basketball arenas. And the libraries. What? Oh, yeah, oh, that's, okay. what, that's what North Carolina's known for, college basketball, Patricia. Well, but if you go to a gymnasium or whatever stadium they play in or bleachers or something, and they're not playing... What good would it be? Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to help I, I Patricia. Could take, I could take him to the local high school down the road here and tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Patricia, Nebraska. You, you, you've heard of the state called University of Nebraska, baby, right? Oh yeah. Yes. It's gigantic. How many people visit the football stadium and the weight room during the off season? It's a mammoth. Yeah, people love to go visit these things. See, I would never no, 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 no. That, that, <laughs> that's hear? much too broad brush, people. <laughs> there are some people who I will refrain from saying would do that. I, a lot of people I do that. I can't imagine why. What would, what would you say? Chopping grass with stripes on it. My uncle, my dad's older brother, uh, is wishing to have his ashes buried out on the football field at the University of Nebraska. They couldn't quite get there. They got near to the trophy room. I know. Well, I can understand the trophy room. Okay. That would be fine. Okay. And maybe even touching and trying to get a feel for the ticket windows. <laughs> but walking into a, an empty stadium with grass on the ground is, and stripes just doesn't make it. For Nebraska, that's, that is very important. Well, that's all. That's all well and good, but it's something I would never think. I know. 
and I would never ask you no. to show me. No, no, no. No, I wouldn't I are going to go out looking for a, a mule. Well, maybe they have or some. I could work on it if that's what you <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one of the three I haven't done. About that. Okay, now the other thing I would oh, want to do, if, if Patricia and I come and visit, and we have to have a traditional North Carolina dinner, what would it be, what would it be like and where would we go? Good question. Now, wait a minute. You're talking about a home one or a restaurant? I'll take both. There, we're back to, <laughs> do you like fish? Do you like steak? Do you like chicken? Um, well, I'm asking you to do a traditional... What's, what's, a, what's a meal you would choose or one that is popular with visitors? Okay, we come to your house for we dinner one night and we go out the next <laughs> night. What are you, what are you going to prepare? <laughs> Cheerios. <laughs> no, I definitely wouldn't do that. I, there again, I'd have to think about it some, but if I had to choose right off the top of my head... Um, Something like uh, cube steak and gravy, mashed potatoes, slaw, green beans, or something like that. Uh, or uh, fried chicken. Wow. Um, oh, yes. And whatever, and you know. Okay, I'll take most of. Potatoes are fine with fried chicken, too, as far as I'm concerned. I'll take most of entrees. What are we having for dessert? Um, we'll take the cube steak at the appetizer. Cherry pie or peach pie for a pie. Wow. Uh, German chocolate cake. Wow. Um, Whoa. Pound cake. Um, we have some very old recipes for that um, that are excellent. Um, unusual, we might do persimmon pudding, which I'm not too fond of, but mm -hmm. Barbara is. Um, and you probably never had that. Um, that wouldn't be a main dessert, though. So if we go out to dinner the next night, where will we, where should we go? Well, there we're okay, back I'm still to, on the like, dish, ribs, chicken, uh, steak, or, or what? Yes. Um, we've got all yes. of that. Patricia taking everything. All of the above. It's going to be rough in one night to get them all. <laughs> no, 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 you pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I like them all, so you could pick. Uh, I like steak. However, we practically never go to a steakhouse, and I don't really know why. Well, I do too. One of the reasons is they're awful proud of what they've got, and I think it's overpriced. So we just, uh, but you know, I like it. It's just something we practically never do. Mm -hmm. uh, generally, yeah. um, we just go to more like a mom and pop restaurant type thing that we're familiar with. If we go out, now sometimes we will go to some upper scale thing, but um, <laughs> you know, some place like the Cracker Barrel or. Similar places here, uh, the upper end on, well, we have some gift certificates right now for a place called Smoky Bones. That Smoky Bones, that sounds interesting. But what do they serve there? Something they're pretty proud of. 
What do they serve at Smoky Bones? I'm sorry? Smoky Bones. What do they serve uh, there? Uh, just about anything you want. Uh, from Is there a house specialty? Are they known for any particular thing? They may be, but I'm not aware of it. The only time I've been is when we had gift certificates, and right at the moment, I think we've got about 50 bucks worth of gift certificates that we got to go use. Woo. But if two of us go, um, now it may not be high to you. It is to me. But, you know, you can't, two of us can't get out of there for less than 25 or $30. Mm -hmm. And we don't eat places like that. Um as a general rule. Yeah. Are there, are there many local restaurants anymore that, I mean, you know, get run by a, a family? Or have those days sure gone by the board? We have a few. Uh -huh. I wouldn't say it's very many. Apparently, and, we have well, a couple here we'll that have, I never heard about. Because hmm. you know how often I go out to eat. I know. Say, say what you said again. I was I didn't understand. I think I just learned that we have quite a few of the small, individually owned, non-franchise restaurants, and there's an Italian restaurant apparently right around the corner from me. But I don't go out to eat very often. I think I go out maybe three times a year, and so I don't know about these places. I think I'm missing something good. Well, now, one place that I would take you that I would call an upper-end type thing, but it's it's a family that, um, gosh, they go back into the 30s anyway, uh, doing barbecue. Now, I'm sure you haven't had any barbecue like we have here. That's other part I'm sure we haven't had anything like you have there. Because well, really, it's, yeah. it, every, every region has a different taste. Mm-hmm. That's true, and we have several different um, uh, fields of barbecue, so to speak. Uh, yeah, that's true. And ways it's cooked, and mm -hmm. most of what's around here I like. Now, a lot of people are crazy about Lexington barbecue, which is southwest of Greensboro. Um, it's never really impressed me. But some people just go crazy about it and have a big festival thing every year, and Everybody goes, and it's an all-day thing, and all this kind of stuff, but I've just never cared for the Lexington-style barbecue. Um, eastern part of North Carolina, uh, like Smithfield, which is east of Raleigh, I haven't really cared for that. However, Smithfield has just opened a restaurant here within the last year, and it's good. Um, I have always been told the one east of Raleigh is a sweet type barbecue, which is more eastern North Carolina type thing. And I don't like that. But the one here has been very good. But the one that I usually go to is called Stamey's. Now, they've had several presidents in there that's been through Greensboro, and they got their pictures on the wall and all that stuff. And I think maybe Bush was the last one. Um, that's been there, but it's um, it's just my kind of barbecue, and I have a customer up in Maryland that usually about once a year I'll send him uh, two quarts of it with the barbecue sauce they make, and uh, he's just crazy about it, but you know, you might not like this kind, 
but I would take you there. Hmm. And I've always kidded, well, the guy that owns it now, his uncle, um, had it before he died, and I always kid him about it. Part of the floor is concrete, and part is wood. And I always ask him, did you run out of concrete first, or did you run out of wood first when you were building this? And I really can't remember his answer, but mm-hmm. anyway, you know how I assume they uh, expanded the building, and mm-hmm. they went the most economical route, but uh, I've always kidded him about it, but he did now, so I don't guess it really matters. But, you know, I would take you a place like that um, just so you could try something you've never tried. I'm good for that. And, of course, we'd have to go to Krispy Kreme. Yeah, now. And I'd probably buy about a dozen of the <laughs> better ones that I would care for, and right. you could sample, and then you could get your own dozen. Are you there, Patricia? I want to read my author for a second. I don't know how. I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Okay. 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 I'm sorry. Okay. It's my fault. Okay. Well, I I know you you're still learning to use the phone. I know that. Well, see, never mind. Never mind. You can take me any place barbecue. How I will try bar- all of the ones you like. How about donuts? Yeah, you might have been gone when I uh, put Krispy Kreme in the, in the pile. That's right. Oh, I know. I was listening. I, you just couldn't hear me because I did a stupid thing. Okay. But that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm okay for that. I, I've got a question, uh, and I know it's none of my business. I just don't understand what's happening. With Skype, you say that after four hours, if you don't pay or do something, they cut you off. Well, they just cut me off at four hours. Oh, wait. That's, that's yeah. the limit they set. The way it works, on Skype, if Patricia on a computer, there's no time restraints. No, that, that's what I, why I didn't understand right. it. Right. If it's computer to computer, there's no time restraints. Okay. It's when I call a phone, they put a four-hour cap. So I call Patricia on her phone, and for some reason Skype puts a four-hour cap. Then I just got a recall. Okay. Yeah, that's how they. That's how. I they, don't use it like that. I just link. Well, actually, I don't do a thing in the world with it except monitor Barbara's house across town. Right. And sometimes that thing can run for two weeks before it'll hiccup. And yep. It. But you guys probably computer to computer, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So that's right. There's no time restraints on computer to okay, computer. I was just curious, and I couldn't understand what was happening. Nope, that's why. Because I really thought she was using Skype uh, to Skype through. We, we, uh, we, we, have, we have got an expectation someday that she'll be able to do that. By, He's been trying to get me hooked up to Skype forever, by, and I keep saying, I'm fine, I'm by, fine. By, by the end of the decade, we should have it ready for her. Ooh, yes. Which of us is going to last the longest? The decade or us? Yeah. Well, I think we're going to be around. You think? I think. 
I'm pretty sure, you know, if yesterday USA doesn't make it, we'll still be around. I'm pretty sure of that. I don't, I don't have a Yeah, but you won't, you won't be in this this particular position, I don't think, with the, with the show. Well, we would just have a, we would just, I think there's, I think somebody will want us. Okay. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. You think somebody wouldn't like us at Yesterday USA Forever? No, no, I'm just thinking if Yesterday USA decided to retire. But I don't think that's I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I think it's too much part of Bill Bragg's life. Hmm. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's scary. I'm so glad you mentioned it, Harwood. <laughs> 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 Never mind. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you don't think we're going to make it to the decade, Patricia? Yeah, I think so, but okay. he, he said maybe we won't. No, I didn't say that. No. I said what if if the show shut down, how or where what would you how, how would you be on? That's what I asked. Oh. See now you got me all upset. No. <laughs> oh. Get your exercise at the gym. Don't do it. Jump to conclusions. Oh, I overdid uh, you it. Know, at the gym this a week. lot of people get all of their exercise by jumping to conclusions, yeah, right. fly, flying off the handle, a um, whole lot of things like that. Okay. And of course, gossiping. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. You know, That's a been... good one. Walden, if we weren't here, where would we be? I, 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 I've had people ask <laughs> for us. <laughs> and, well, I'm so are, glad are we are articulate. I've had people ask for us, but you know, we're, we're very, we're very, you know, we. Well, you are even a list, aren't you, Walden? Yes, but you know. But Bill Bragg's been very good to us. And you know, I mean, my goodness gracious. We've been doing this, I've been doing this live stuff from my bedroom for over 12 and a half years. So it's pretty much, it's pretty much cemented. I mean, my gosh, if I didn't have the live show, I guess the family would see me in the front, front room at Halcor more often. You never know. But we're doing or tell you that. to move. Uh, that could be true, too. But well, I hope nothing comes to that. No. Now, back to Bucky Beaver. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He advertised Ipana Toothpaste. Oh, on, yes. Good for on, you. On the TV show, his shirt had an eye in the front of it on the chest. I didn't know that. Sure did. Oh, Bucky Beaver. Did he do anything other than the engineer? Now, I don't remember that. I just remember the advertisements for a pan of toothpaste, but I can't really. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't remember pretty good. what he was doing. Our pan didn't survive, did it? Yes, I think now overseas. 
Oh, so I think I, I pan it overseas now. Like, only like a Chinese brand. <laughs> Honestly, okay. I, I could not believe that there are, there are a lot of American brands that are now under China labels. No, but it was interesting. I went and Googled up about 200 brands of old-time radios from the 30s and 40s, and I was I found several on there's a there's now a the largest trading website in terms of people bigger than Amazon and eBay combined called Alibaba. Oh, yeah. I know that um, that thing has been. I don't know if they did an, an IPO. Yes, they did. They did. They did do an IPO within the last two weeks. It it was yes. okay, and this thing is apparently huge. It is it's bigger than Amazon and eBay combined. They do they do a billion dollar. They have a billion customers, and I forget how many billion dollars transaction a day. Uh, but it was like three or four years ago when I was looking up all time. I found several on the Alibaba website for crying out loud. Wow. So I don't know. Patricia, you may okay. also hmm. look up Lehman. I think it's L E H M A N. It's a company in Ohio. I think it's probably. Um, Amish-based. Uh, the owner may be Amish. But, I mean, they sell all kinds of stuff. But the point is, they have got um, wood cook stoves. And I mean some high-dollar things, too. Of course, they're beautiful, but they ought to be for the price. Um, old tools of all kinds. But, I mean, these are new um, reproductions, I guess, but they're still... Um, like froze ads, um, unusual things that you just don't see anymore. Um, mm -hmm. Another biggie is oil lamps. Um, one is a very, well, they've got a lot of ornate ones. The bad part is a lot of them, the parts are made in China and assembled in this country, but... You're kidding. One, one, How one dare M they? The Amish? We need I to think. call somebody up there. One of them is a very ornate oil lamp that they make the comment that during the 19th century they were in almost every cabin in Canada from Newfoundland to Nova Scotia. I mean, from Nova Scotia to uh, the Klondike. And and they really have some beautiful... You ought to just look at the website. The only reason I'm I, looking at it. I, was I, trying, I pulled it up. Huh? I, I have it in front of me. Oh, okay. They've got a little bit of, yeah, they've got a little bit of everything here. Uh, hey. Diamond grain mill. It looks like a hand crane. I ordered, um, I ordered a food mill from them, and they put a catalog in the order. And uh -huh. uh, we were just sitting there at the table going through the thing, and it was just amazing. Um, some of the stuff they have, even Zagnut candy bars. Um, which it's you, that you canned beef meat whatever that is canned beef meat you have to buy 12 at a time for 119 120 dollars let's see that's some 
also needs in emergency, save time, no freezing, enjoy it on all your favorite recipes, but it doesn't say much about what's here. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, most everything they got is out of sight, especially the older stuff that you just don't see in the store anymore. Hmm. But it, it's, it was just interesting for me just going through yeah. part of the catalog. We didn't get through the whole thing, but it was just very interesting things that I remember from when I was a kid that were just everyday things you don't see anymore. Well, pricey, I think, is a good word. Yes, <clears throat> okay, well, these are things that you don't normally associate with the Amish. We've got videos, web specials. Um, toys, uh, lights, kitchen, home goods. Oh, health and beauty. We don't normally associate with them. Um, no, but they still have bluing. Um, oh, gosh, there were several other things that you don't see anymore. I can't remember anything but the bluing for some reason. It went blank. But um, they've got a lot of things that, you know, we used to sell and you just don't see anymore. Yeah. Well, we've got sewing and quilting, pet supplies, laundry. It would be under laundry, wouldn't it? Uh -huh. Drying, ironing, and washing. Washing, it would be. Let's see what we got under washing. Phil's Nasta laundry soap. Argo. Soap. Oh, yeah, we sell Argo starch. Mrs. Stewart's Liquid Laundry Bluing. Uh -huh. I don't remember. My goodness, what you look so, at that. A hand wringer. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, oh, my goodness. Now, they're, oh, and they, they are big in hand-operated whatevers. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, well, non-motorized, yeah. This, yeah. this is a little beyond what I got, would have uh, expected. flat irons that you heat on the stove. Uh, one uh -huh. I was looking at, um, they want you to buy two irons in one handle. The handle snap onto the iron, and you, while you're using one, you're heating the other, and then you snap the handle off and snap it on the other one and put the first one back on the stove. Wow. We've got washboards. So do I. use these things. Let me see. Our good ringer. Rustproof, powder-coated steel frame rollers. Twelve and a half inches by one and a half inches. I don't know what you have to stand this thing on. It's just, you know, kind of a standalone. I guess over a wash tub. It probably hooks over a wash tub. Absolutely. I don't know how it would mount, but it's got to be over something or water's going everywhere. Oh, a rapid laundry washer. It's like a plunger. Mm. And you just, you know, do the up and down like you were making butter. Strong washing machine. Uh, it's not a washing machine, no. It could, you it, it, put it's your, an Armstrong washing machine. I don't see a washing machine. Let me see. Oh, you're not, Home you're, Queen Ringer Washer. Um... No, but this is really interesting. It looks like a plunger, 
but it's something that it works up and down like you were churning butter, but your clothes instead of cream are in yes you know in the in the bottom but you're not you're not listening to what I said that is an Armstrong washing machine a, a, a machine they would call it a machine I did oh oh Armstrong oh gee. I'm sorry. It's been a very the, long the week. Power unit. I know. Uh, um, okay. I'm just. Your humor is so good, and I'm not picking hey. up fast enough. I'm sorry. Um, another hand. Another Armstrong washing machine would be the washboard. Yes. 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 You're absolutely right. Yes, but that's that's interesting. It was really an interesting sight. Yeah, clothesline. It's good. Wait, look at look at those lamps and the cook stoves they have. Oh, I need to look at the lamps and the cook stoves. Hold on. All lamps. I did not look at the lamps. Shame on me. All lamps and then the wood cook stoves and no all of the stoves not made out of wood. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um. Lamps. Well, they've got lights. That would work, right? Yes. Aladdin. Those are oil lamps. Yes. Um, candles and candle making. Books on stuff like that there. Gas lighting. Fuel oil lamps. Olive oil lamps. Now, that's interesting. What's an olive oil lamp, Harwood? You burn olive oil in it. Did you really say that? Yes. It is oh, an old. Grief. Well, then he's been taking lessons from you. I guess I was asking, what's the difference between a it, kerosene oh, lamp it, and it, an it, olive oil? It's it the color, Patricia. I, I really don't know that it's any different. I guess it's, it may one be... One green, one green uh, olives and one black olives. I, I thank you. I knew he was taking olive lessons oil, from you. Any oil lamp. <laughs> All right. One has one has one has oil. If yeah. you if you're using black olives, you get black light out of it. That's true. But that's why I'm gonna say the difference is it one has pimentos and then one does not. Okay. Well, I, I, it says I, I here there's even a little booklet. She's titled, not painting anything. I didn't to us. know that olive oil would burn. That's the name of the booklet. For four dollars, you can figure out why olive oil burns. Well, you know, in an oil lamp, you can burn any kind of oil that burns. Now, some oils you wouldn't want to burn in an oil lamp. Yeah, so, I didn't know olive oil well, for would example, burn. But, um, and I doubt you'd want whale oil anymore. But I don't think it still so. Burns and creates a light. Hmm. But I didn't know olive oil would do that. And why not? I don't know. It's a fruit oil. I, I, I understand that, but, you know, any type of cooking oil will burn if the temperature is high enough. Well, this is it. So you can buy all the parts you need to make your own oil lamp which includes a six-pack of uh, mason jars, pint-sized mason jars, 
some WIC holders and some WICs for a mere $19. Yeah, that's making a lamp out of just a mason jar. Right, but it costs you $19 to do it. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Well, you get six of them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's only $3 and some a piece. Yeah, oh dear. Oh dear. Uh, anyway, I, you... I just thought it was interesting. Uh, well, I think it's yeah. an interesting place, too. Home goods. What do we got for home goods? Got accessories, barrels, kegs, and crocs. Barrels, kegs, and crocs. Um, wooden sauerkraut boards. Wooden sauerkraut stompers. Large wooden sauerkraut stomper. I didn't know you stomped sauerkraut. I didn't either. I thought you just I thought you just shredded the um, cabbage. Shredded it, shredded it, or chopped it. Yeah, and pickled it in some kind of brine. Right. I don't, I don't know what the formula I, I just, is. I just ate it. I just ate it. I've never made it. Yeah. Well, apparently some people squash it. Must be. Huh. Oh well. But if it's, if it's a stomper, it must be some kind of a machine. And you can have machines without having a motor on them, Patricia. No, it's, it's one of those stick things. It's just, it's it's like a mallet, but the mallet is facing down instead of sideways. Mm-hmm. More like a mallet than, know, than a mallet. Something like you'd squash peanuts with. That should squash them, all right. <laughs> yes, it would. Okay, now, what, what I got uh, onto them about was we have never had a bunch of persimmons. Barbara loves persimmon, persimmon pudding. I can't even talk. Anyway, uh, it's usually if somebody else makes it. Well, persimmons have a lot of seeds in them. And this is a very time-consuming business to separate them. Um, get the peelings off of them, um, mash the pulp up, and all that stuff. And most people do it by hand. So needless to say, you don't do a bunch. And some people would just take them and put them in a blender, seeds and all, and just chew the whole thing. Well, that ain't too impressive either. So I got to looking around about this, and they have a what's called a food mill. And a lot of people listening probably knows what that is. I didn't, but I found out. But it's used in restaurants and smaller ones at home for doing a lot of different things. It will squeeze the pulp out of whatever it is you're doing from grapes to pumpkin. Now, things like pumpkin and hard apples and all need to be cooked but this thing has a cone-shaped screen on it and an auger through the center of that. Mm -hmm. And a hopper mm -hmm. on top, you put whatever you're doing, you know, whatever fruit or vegetable, whatever you're doing in it. And the one that I have holds about three quarts in the hopper, and you've got a pencil thing that you push the stuff down through the hole in the bottom, and you crank this. And they've mm -hmm. got a, a motor that attaches to it, too, but I didn't buy that. It's just this one's hand crank. 
But anyway, you put two bowls under, one under the end of the uh, cone shape thing, and another one under the screen part of the cone on the side of it. And when you start pushing these persimmons through this thing, all the seeds and the peeling comes out the end of that chute, and all the pulp comes out through this screen and falls into the bowl underneath it. So when you is get done, you have nothing but clean pulp, and it is works it very quickly. Is it squashed? Yeah, uh, it's it's squashed all right. It's just so you know, you've just like got the pulp, the pulp that you need to make the pudding. Got it. Okay. Okay. Let's say mashed potatoes. If like, you're having to make mashed yeah. potatoes for a lot of people, this is it. You just, depending on the size of the potatoes, if they're real big, you cut them into chunks, put them in a pot and boil them. You don't even peel them. You just put them in a pot and boil them when they're ready to be made into mashed potatoes. You just put these potato chunks in the hopper on top and push them down in there and turn it. The peelings come out the end, the mashed potatoes come out the side. And you just got a bowl full of fluffy potatoes. You put your butter and salt and whatever in this thing, uh, and it can even be fed through with the with the potatoes when you're you're running them through this thing. You know your butter and salt. And, uh, here's Susie Homemaker over here. How hard is that thing to clean? Cleaning is the biggest problem. <laughs> um, okay, Gross it's, off my it's not <laughs> it's not really difficult if you go on and do it immediately when you get through. If you yeah. put this thing down and let it dry, you got a problem. Um, the screen would be the biggest problem, uh, cleaning the screen. And to have different uh, meshes in different screens, we only have one, mm -hmm. but they have three or four other types of screens, depending on what you're doing. But I just got one because I want to try this thing. You know, things don't work at home like they do on TV kind of deal. And I'm uh -huh. always gun-shy yeah. about that. But this one does its thing, let me tell you. I'm going but to... But you, you do need to scrape off the screen very quickly when you get to... Yeah. And then immediately go on and wash it. Because well, I'm, if you get I'm going to at all you clogged up, you got a problem. My cleaning tip of the week... I buy right. really cheap toothbrushes. Like if I'm in a dollar store, I'll pick up a couple of toothbrushes and Barbara keep them in the same kitchen. Thing. And it, it, they are just so fabulous for, you know, scrubbing little places like screens right. and a yep. strainer. Like the same thing and uses them all. Yeah. yeah. So that's my cleaning tip for the week. Everybody buys some it, toothbrushes. It works. Another thing that I thought was really neat, and this came from some cooking show, I don't remember who it was, but like if you're measuring peanut butter or whatever, and Barbara did it with the persimmon pulp because she froze it in packages of two cups because that's what the recipe calls for. So she froze it that way. But things that stick to the measuring cup, I mean peanut butter is a good example, if you spray the inside of the cup with a cooking spray, like Pam mm -hmm. or something like that, it won't yeah. stick. I knew that. 
Yeah, well, I didn't. I'm until sorry, I, I want you to be impressed with something. I mean, it's very I hard am, to see, I didn't know about it. I'm ashamed to admit it because that never occurred to me. <laughs> yes, I use that in all sorts of things. Uh-huh. Things that are going to stick. Right. I just spray the heck out of whatever they're sitting on. Uh-huh. And it's good stuff. Okay, we have to give you two trivia questions. I will get that one second. Ships, I've got one comment to make. Yes. Ralph was talking about ships are big enough. Uh, it's a large floating object you cannot put on another ship. Right. That theory has been blown out of the water. Ooh. You remember the USS Cole that was attacked? Yep, I remember that. Okay. Uh-huh. It, it, it was brought home on another ship. Oh. On the ship or towed? On it. It was not towed. On top of it. Lift, it was hmm. lifted out of the water. All right. I can't think what these yeah, that's like driving called. a space shuttle. I can't remember what these ships are called, but they're very heavy lift ships. They're large. And what they do is the deck in the center is lower and lift the whole mess up out of the water. And the ship is braced and tied down that's being carried on this lower part of the deck, but it's totally out of the water. I thought that was an amazing thing. Okay, I have... Please tell me everybody on that ship goes to sleep with life jackets on. (laughs) I have two questions for you. One, Patricia Guess, I'll have you... How many would a battleship in World War II hold? How many people? I heard that question, and I still don't have an answer. I guess it would depend on the size, but I do not know. Okay, here's another one. This this would be interesting for you. Should it shoot a 50 caliber bullet, you know, uh, from a Navy ship? How many pounds of of gunpowder does it take? No, 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 no. A 50 caliber does not take pounds. You're thinking of something else. Well, I'm just yeah, going. I'm, I'm just going by the. Uh, I'm just going on a tour on Thursday and explain how they, how they shoot the different things off off the the. Uh, yes, but you can't have fifty. You can't have pounds in a fifty caliber cartridge. You're you're thinking about some other caliber. Are you thinking about a five inch gun? These are five inch guns, but they use diffy they explain they the way they do it, they measure the caliber of a on a ship is figured out differently compared to on land. Are these cannonballs? A, a, a fifty caliber is not anywhere near as big as a five inch gun or fourteen, sixteen inch gun. Mm-hmm. Now artillery pieces, uh the powder is measured, it's pre measured in bags. And they put so many bags, depending on the range. Right. I know on the 16-inch guns on the Carolina, North Carolina, I think they used four. Well, these are, four or six, uh, 16-inch by two-foot-long uh, uh, powder bags. 
on the battleship, I would, they use 19 feet guns to shoot to shoot them off, and it has a range between 24 to uh, 24 to 30 miles. Right. Yes. So, how much? How many pounds of gunpowder? I do not know, I know that. I know it would I, be a bunch. I will leave that out to everybody to figure out how many pounds. Just to shoot. No, I'm, uh, I'm cheating. I'm looking at stuff, and there's even an Iowa uh, website. Oh yeah, that's where um, I, that's where it was. Yeah. Wik- yeah. Wikipedia has a whole and bunch. What of size guns turrets. did they have on the Iowa? They had ni- 19 feet. Ammunition. So the, the diameter is where they're figured. Uh, I forgot they, where they figured the diameter. was pretty gigantic. I don't remember. I can have a few of them. I don't remember the numbers. The biggest ones that I know about are 16-inch guns. Um, the North Carolina has 16-inch guns. And uh, I think once they were all fired at one time and mm-hmm. nearly capsized the ship because of the recoil. <laughs> They usually don't do that. The, the battleship I had the it had the longest range ever at twenty six point six miles. Uh-huh. It also had it also carried two thirty two Tomahawk missiles. Uh-huh. So my next question for everybody: What is the range of a Tomahawk missile? That I don't know either. Okay, I'll leave that out for people. You want to guess on that one, Patricia? I don't. I, I, you know, no. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I, and I, that's something I should know, but I don't. No, 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 I, I never do it. It was just interesting things I learned on my tour. Well, i tell you what, Walden. Yes. I'm going to send you a 50 caliber cartridge. Okay. It, Are we not going to get in trouble with the U.S. Post Office? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, you won't either way. <laughs> I don't want to get involved if it's okay. I'll send you one too. <laughs> it's a great conversation piece. Okay, as long as it doesn't bite. No, just keep it away from the heat. It's a cousin of a pop. <laughs> a cousin of a pop. Does possum. explode? Doesn't bite, but it does explode. Yeah, there's really nothing okay. about it. Well, here's here's your question. Okay, we I'll asked pay for, for We asked for Mr. Peavy's first name and middle initial. Yeah, I know, and I, I cannot get that to come to me. <clears throat> you know what, Patricia? And this, what, I know yes. it. I know it. Oh, I know you do, <laughs> okay. and you probably know what the Q stands for. I do. Yeah, I did. But I can't conjure it. Okay. It wasn't Quincy. Yes. It was Quincy? Yes. Yeah. Well, everybody knows his middle initial now. <laughs> right. Okay. Who finished? All right. Here you go, Harwood. Who finished every show with the words? And that's the rest of the story. Paul Harvey. All right. You did really well. So, really, I should know interested? Mr. Peavy's name, but I don't. Oh dear, poor Mr. Peavy. What was love? What 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 was Floyd the barber's wife's name? Lovey. There you go. 
But we never did. Did we ever hear her name yes. on any show? Yes. She would occasionally attend a party. And she would have a real name other than Lovey? No, she always was by Lovey. She was always Lovey. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Envelopes are piling up here, Harwood. What would you like in yours? I have a little bit of mixed emotions about this one. I never did particularly care for the life of Riley, but I love Digby O'Dell. <laughs> I would like to have a few of those this way. Oh, dear. I mean, that show, All right. nothing, that show has nothing for me except him. Yeah. So you have to pick through unpleasant stuff before you get to the good stuff. Exactly. Well, he always he always seemed to appear mostly the second half of the show. Yes. So you can always okay. pass forward. Yes. He just sent me the second half of each one. <laughs> there you go. Patricia. Oh, yeah, right. That's, that's all you have to that listen to. Like, that sounds like a, like a friend request, doesn't it, Patricia? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I would like to um, do them just, just for the sake of having them. Uh, like I said, I really don't care for the show, but I sure did like him. Okay, but when you're listening to them, if you hop over to the second half of the show, Walden, I know you're right because he he always listens to Riley's problem, and the problem was set up in the first half of the show. Uh-huh. It it's like way. Teeny. Teeny usually happens in the second half of the Sibber McGee and Molly show. It's, it's unusual. She appears way up front. Okay, Life of Riley, it will be, and I'll watch out for a mule. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Harwood. And thanks for the tour of North ago, Carolina. I listened for a little while, and I sure hate I didn't know about the interview with the Statler brothers. Oh, no. We we do have them, and I'm sure I have them on, uh, you know, on an MP3. Mm-hmm. They were not live. So maybe that'll make you feel a little better. Well, yeah, I would love to have it um, if you do. Okay, we have. We talked to them twice. Yeah, we talked to them twice. Actually, we talked to Don Reed first, and then Harold and Don came on together around Christmas time last year. I really. So I will. Yeah. Oh gosh, they they're just special people. I'm very, very lucky to have been able to find several years ago a a, a multi-CD thing of stuff they've done over the years. I know it's not everything, but most everything on there and stuff I was familiar with and really liked, and I was, I was so glad I could find that. Oh, gosh. They did hundreds and hundreds of stuff. It, it's just I know. I'm sure what I have is just a drop in the bucket, but I, I think it's great. Yep. And except for the covers that they did for things like Amanda, John Reed wrote almost all of them, and he and Harold wrote the rest. They did all their own music and all their own arrangements. Yeah, darn. It's, I mean, it was just incredible. The more they talked, the more my mouth dropped open. I mean, it was just... Well, they sure and, were good. And so, they are so down-to-earth people. It's like you're having a conversation over a cup of coffee with them. They were just mm-hmm. so cool. 
so I don't know which one it is has got an, an another group um, that I've heard some lately, but it definitely ain't the same thing. No, their sons are yeah. their sons are doing some things, um, but that's right. The 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 brothers are pretty much retired. Right. Yeah. Harold yeah, is Harold really is doing writing and things like that, and Harold just likes to sit on a tractor. That's basically <laughs> what. That was so funny. <laughs> we we asked what they were doing. John said, and he is. He's writing books and music. But he said, I, I like to write and keep busy, and Harold likes to ride around on his tractor. <laughs> okay. Well, so, so that's how down home and either. down to earth they were. Harold, it was just a delightful time with them. Harold's quite a well-known figure to go to the film festivals and different things, Western Cowboy Film Festivals in, in the area, so he so people get to see him. So he just like to go show up and just sit in and watch B-Western yeah. movies. Yeah. Wow. Okay, oh, I will make sure that I find the recordings for you, and they're always at the beginning of a show, so you don't have to listen to Walden and me all night. You can hear oh, them at the beginning of a show. We're so wonderful. We're, we're so wonderful. You you just really want to do that anyway. Yeah, we can listen to you first and then go back and get the interview. <laughs> no, you could just listen to the interview and then stay with the rest of the recording. I'm uh, just kidding, but I would appreciate it if you can find it. I will do that. I'll I'll look for both of them. Okay. All right. Thanks Thank you, Marwood. Well, you have, have yourself a wonderful week. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, we're always starting to work on Christmas, everybody. And speaking of Christmas, yeah. I wanted to play something just for Patricia. I know how much she loves the history of silver bells. And yes. this is yes. this is written by this is at a Spurback convention in 1993. Jay Levinson and Ray Evans, who uh, I had Ray on the show, I met Jay, uh, were together and they performed for 25 minutes their favorite song, their famous song that they wrote to the audience. And the clip I chose here is them playing and talking about the history of Silver Bell. I think some of you have heard me talk about the story, but I thought it would be fun to actually hear them tell it rather than me retelling it. So, Patricia, are you ready to put your ears together? I am here. I got my ears on. All right. Here we go, everybody. Uh, Every Christmas, we get a wonderful Christmas present from this Christmas song, which we originally wrote for Bob Hope to do in a movie called The Lemon Drop Kid. Now, we did not want to write a Christmas song. We had yearly options. We had to have a hit every so often. We hadn't had a hit for a long time. We went up front and we said, we don't want to write a Christmas song. You cannot write a hit Christmas song. They write new songs every year nothing ever happens. <laughs> they still do Silent Night, White Christmas, Riddle the Red Nosed Reindeer. And we said, we'll write another song with that song. But they were adamant. They're always adamant. Sure are. So we went back to our studio, our office, and we sat down to write a Christmas song. I wrote a song called uh, Tinkle Bell. But the tinkly bells you hear at Christmas from the Santa Claus and the, the uh, Salvation Army on the city streets. So that'll work. You'll never hear it again. It'll be right in the picture. <laughs> well, I went home that night. My wife said, what you do in school today or something like that, as she used to do. I said, we wrote a song called Tinkle Bell. I said, you wrote a song called Tinkle Bell? I said, are you out of your mind? 
Well, wives talk like that sometimes. They sure you know? do, yeah. So you know what the word tinkle means to most people? It didn't to me. <laughs> never I occurred. grew up in Southwestern New York. We never used that word. I never used I used to say pee-pee when I was a kid. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still say, say that, come to think of it. Yeah. Anyhow, I went back and was told, Ray, we can't use Tinkle Bell. Tinkle has a, a bathroom connotation we can't have. So we threw it away. Tried to write a whole new song. Kept coming back to Tinkle Bell. We liked the words, we liked the music. We ended up with Tinkle Bell, just like we'd first written, exactly as we first written that every word, every note. So we took the word Tinkle out. And this song has sold how many records? You know. Yeah, I went to the Wharton School yeah. to find that. So Big count, yeah. Right. I'm basically an accountant. So uh, let's see, in the 40 years, a little over 3 million records a year. So that's uh, about 125 million records. Now, what happened to the money? I don't have it. <laughs> Anyway, here's the song we almost threw away. Silver bells, silver bells, it's Christmas time in the city. Ring-a-ling, hear them ring, soon it will be Christmas day. City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. In the air there's a feeling of Christmas. Children laughing, people passing, Meeting smile after smile, and on every street corner you hear this piano. Silver bells, tinkle bells, soon it will be Christmas Day. <laughs> and there you go. Now, Ray Evan J. Levington, Jay would be also playing the piano besides telling the Psalms. That Good. piano was ill. <laughs> he mentioned that too. We got, it was off key. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's when he went to Tinkle Bell. That was great. Yeah. It was so great hearing two of them tell the story. I uh, love it. Oh, yeah. I so, just love it. So I have 25 minutes of them telling different stories like that, a different song. And it's just, it's a hoot. So it's one of the great pleasures of being at a convention and having people perform like that. Good stuff. 714. I have a piece of information for you. 714-545-2071. Everybody gone to bed. Yes, Patricia. My piece of information for you is that Ipana was picked up and is being manufactured and sold in Turkey. 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 Well, everything snuck out the door. Oh, no. We don't have people on the phone. Okay, well, that means I have to ask you some stuff or tell you some stuff. We have um, October 13th or October 27th. Somebody tried to change it. October 27th is National Navy Day. Okay. What and do we I know? did find some... Hmm? What do we know? Well, I did find some information about it. Um, in the United States, Navy Day is commonly celebrated on October 27th. This date was selected as it was the birth date of President Theodore Roosevelt, an avid supporter of the U.S. Navy. That is not the information that I had originally. Hmm. Um, it was the day, not the day, music died all time. Just a minute, October, October, October. I was mentioning the battleship Iowa. It was the vessel they took over FDR did to 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 meet with Churchill Tehran in November 1943. So 
the room that they had set aside for him was the captain quarters once they, when they, were, when they were at the harbor. The captain used this big room to, you know, entertain in his quarters. But when he's out at sea, we climbed up to the fourth floor in this little bunker thing it, and, that he uses when he's out to sea. But they installed a private, they installed a normal bathtub for Roosevelt in the uh, battleship Iowa, which was highly unusual. Very unusual. Yeah. Let's see. October 27th was... Ah, it was... This This is what the U.S. Department of Defense says because it was Theodore Roosevelt's birthday. Um, uh, here it is. In addition, October 27th was the anniversary of a 1775 report issued by a special committee of the Continental Congress favoring the purchase of merchant ships as the foundation of the American Navy. Now, that's the one I thought was the foundation for Navy Day, but they're telling me it was Theodore Roosevelt's birthday. Doesn't that sound kind of dumb that you would start well, what, on Navy Day in honor of a president? Well, not necessarily. You know what Teddy Roosevelt really known for with the Navy, do you? Yeah, I, I knew that. You know but why? Do you I know, know why? You know the story. No. Stay, stay by call. I had to tell a story. You know, um, he wanted to show our strength, and he wanted to take our navy and send it around the world. Congress wasn't, wasn't going to approve the fund for him to do that. I remember that. Okay. So he didn't care. He said, okay, I got enough fuel to get them halfway around the world. I'll leave them there. So Congress decided to fund the project rather than having their Navy halfway around the world. So, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Hello, Carl. You're on there. Hi, this is Marilyn Ebert from Converse, Texas. Hello there. Hello, Marilyn. How are you? I got back with you. I, I couldn't get through last week, so I just... You made it. What can I say? You made it. Are you able to turn your radio down? Yeah. She just did. Oh, she will. Hello? There you go. Yeah, yeah, you're here. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I have my, uh, what it is is my, it's a Victor reader. Okay. And uh, it gets both networks. um, And I can, uh, you know, it's got Wi-Fi. Uh, and also, it also allows you to read your books, too. Right, yeah. And then another thing, I, I, we just got an update a couple of weeks ago, and it you can access Bard off of the uh, Victor Reader. Uh, so you'll be able to download books and things like that. Yeah, you don't have to hook it up to the computer. See, technology is wonderful. I know. When I find something on my Nook that I want, all I do is purchase and hit the button purchase, and then it says confirm, and then it automatically charges to whichever credit card I have on file with it, and it downloads onto my Nook. 
it's just incredible. We got mom a Kindle this week, and so she finally took Wednesday. She went down to the library and told her that she needed to use her library card because she wants to read the library books on Kindle. So okay. that's how she's able to read library books now. Oh, right, right, right. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I can tap into the library as well. You're right. I need to re- be reminded of that periodically. And uh, so this, you, you go into the library and... Um, or you go into the Bard, and it'll tell you search for a book, and you you can you search for a book that you want to download, and you just download it, and it it goes onto your uh, Victor Reader automatically. You don't have to. It used to be where you had to hook it up to the computer, unzip the file, you know. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how to, how many are you is it are you happy with the selection? Are they been Building up yeah, the inventory. They have, a, they have a lot of pretty good stuff, but I was going to ask you, uh, uh, didn't uh, Larry or John or say, somebody say something about on Bard that they had some old-time radio stuff? Uh-huh. Or? They've been, they've been, John's been working on a list of old-time radio books, okay. uh, and I believe John Dunning on the air uh, that's the big encyclopedia of old-time radio. That's on BART now. Yeah. So well, I think all you'd have to do is type in old-time radio. Uh-huh, old-time radio. Yeah. Or, or type in the subject matter. They've been they've been finishing reading Jack Benny's book or typing Jack oh. Benny or... Oh, Jack Benny. Or, oh. or, or George Burns or... Uh, a lot of George books were done, were made available that way. Yeah, yeah. And she haven't read... I would highly recommend to everybody Gracie, a love story. That's one of my favorite books uh, that Joyce wrote. And, what? Uh, Gracie, a love story. Oh, Gracie, a love, a love story. Yep. Oh, okay. That would be one I would recommend. Is it G-R-A-C-E? G-R-A-C-I-E. C-I-E, okay. Gracie, the love story. Okay. Gracie, a love story, yep. Or a love story, a or love, the a, a a love story. Oh, okay. But any anybody Joyce Burns would uh, that probably be the fastest way to find it. Oh. And yeah. uh, I really like this Victor Reader. I mean, it, you can do I, you can do uh, you can search with the Wikipedia. Uh, a lot of stuff, you Holy know. Holy cow. Just how many bat does it run on batteries or how does how is yeah it... it runs on battery and then it has an electric adapter that you can plug it in okay yeah. okay and uh it does get all the radio stations and stuff that you want um how big is it is it something that you it's carry about, it's about as big as um well well it's about as big as i can hold it in the palm of my hand let's put it that way oh, wow and it gets, the, the volume gets pretty loud. Okay. Know. Can you wear a headset, to, can you plug in a headset to it? Yeah, you can. Well, it has earbuds, but I don't, I don't care for earbuds okay. that much. Okay. You know, you can plug in a, a headset to it, you know. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Yeah. I think Kurt has it, uh, you know, that the guy Kurt. Uh-huh. Talks, I think uh, Kurt. Mm-hmm. 
I think he has that too, but I don't know if he got a chance to update his Victor Reader or not, but you have to do, there's like an update that came up, and that's what happened. Uh, well, I know Kurt um, loved it because it gives him a little more flexibility. Oh, yeah. Um, sure, it sure does. Uh, my husband bought it for, it was on sale for like, I guess it was like $450 right. or something like that. Wow. That's just amazing. Yeah. Just amazing. So are you, are you getting good with your iPhone? Have you been working with that too? Oh, yeah. I've been trying to work with it. Uh, I got some little dots that I put on there that uh, we ordered from this special company. Uh, I don't even know if Jerry and – or John, John and – Larry. Larry uh, know about the little dots that you can get. Um, but I can't remember what the site is. Uh But uh, we ordered, it, it's like a, a little card that goes over the top of the iPhone and it has dots that kind of helps you ah, okay. find the bottom and top of the screen and all that. Okay, know? so you can you can put, it's like a case, and you stick the iPhone in and, and boil part. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's got the case with it too, yeah. And it's got a little braille protector thing that goes over the top of the screen. And are you able to use it, the, uh, the... It, it has uh, little dots that you can kind of tell where the... Uh, and, uh, uh, of course, the phone has uh, voiceover. Right. And you turn on voiceover, and, of course, then uh, you, you kind of push between the dots. And that's how you find the answer the phone, you know. So I, I know John always likes to talk to the, the phone, so he'll have it look things up for him. Yeah. But they have different cases that you you have to order, you know, like the 5S or the 4S. I guess no, no now up to 8S. Oh, yeah. It's up to 6 now, I think, right? Or something like that. Something like that. Something like yep. that. Oh, but they, but they, uh, we had a hard time trying to find, well, we were going to upgrade to the five, mm -hmm. but it was too soon for me to upgrade because the reason we were going to upgrade to the five is, um, because, uh, you can take this phone and say, if you want to, if you're living by yourself and you, you, you're, you want to read a TV dinner or something. Mm-hmm. You take a picture of the TV dinner or whatever, the box. Mm -hmm. It tells you what the item is, and it reads everything out on the screen of the phone. I wonder if it does that with the U.S. mail. Yeah, it does. It reads your mail, too. But, uh, I don't know about <laughs> letters or uh -huh. you know, things that somebody's typed, uh, written, handwritten, but... It'll read, it'll read like bills and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think, I think Patricia would, I think Patricia would. App, it's a special app that you buy for oh. the iPhone. Okay. And it works best with 5S, but I have the 4S and it works pretty good with mine. Good. 
but I haven't learned how to use that part of it yet. It's, you know, because I have to learn where to push to take the picture. Then you gotta make sure you got the right picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you gotta make sure you have it in the right position sure. and stuff. Sure. So how's the I, weather well, in Texas? Do what? How's the weather? Oh, it's pretty hot. It was kind of hot today. It was up into the 80s. Patricia, how is it over there? 80s is not hot. 80s is just right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, yeah, it, uh, well, actually, we've been up into the hundreds. I mean, we've been as far as up into the say 102 or something like that, I think, you know. But. 80s is Goldilocks stuff, just yeah. right. 80s is, is a little bit better than what we've had, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, we had some really hot days this year, too. Unusually yeah. hot days for unusually long periods of time. So, yeah. screwy weather. This is screwy yeah. weather year. I hear today... They had snow in Illinois, and it's the third earliest Good. ever on history for the state of Illinois. Wow. They have snow on October the 4th. And would you believe next month is when we turn our clocks back? <laughs> oh, don't tell Patricia. She'll, she'll, she'll want to hide. <laughs> oh, that was like it was November, I think it is. That's terrible. I, I don't. Well, I think they already. should leave the time the same. I don't think they should change. You know, I don't know. I'm with you. I think somebody ought to just pick and leave it alone. Right. I don't well, know why they decided to do that. You know. Maybe because they don't want to move everybody's schedule. Oh. You know, everybody. If people go to work at eight o'clock, they want to make it eight o'clock year-round, rather than saying, "Okay, yeah. with more light, you should come in at eight thirty or nine o'clock." I don't. I don't uh, know why. I have no idea why they do it. I don't. Well, I know who benefits from it. I told you this one time. Who benefits from daylight savings time? Well, it used to be the farmers years ago. Um, farmers. They didn't care when the sun came up. They milked the cows when the sun went down. The cows. I know they bars. didn't. They didn't. No, they didn't. It was time didn't for them to watches. get up. They got up and they they did their work. And you know. Mhm. Um, there is a particular industry, or I'm, I don't call it an industry. It's a type of business that benefits remarkably from daylight savings time. Yeah. I told Walden one time, let's see if he remembers, Marilyn. Okay. The silence is brought to you by a person who can't remember. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, well, I'm worried about Walden. It sounds like he has just disappeared on us. Uh Uh-oh. The industry, drum roll, is golf. Because people get off work while they're still a great, and there's enough daylight left after they get 
off work to play a full round of golf instead of nine holes. So why don't they just play golf first? There's Walden back. Why don't they go play golf first, then go to work? Yeah. I'm on your side. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, it goes along with my Social Security theory. What's that? I think Social Security should be given to kids uh, when they reach 21. Right. And let them enjoy life after they get out of school. And then they go back to work because so many older people want to go to work and they're told they can't because young people have the jobs. I think we ought to do it backwards. What do you think? Well, you know, you know I don't think uh, Social Security is going to be here for young people that much anymore. I think. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't, I don't know thought. what's going to happen with Social Security. I mean, you know, they've, I don't know. Well... Everybody will go buy some gold bars. Go buy what? Gold. Oh, yeah. I'm being funny. Um, that has always been the great puzzlement. Um, because universally Social Security wasn't going to be a retirement plan. It was, it was supplemental income. Right. And, supplemental income, yeah. Yeah, and... And I don't think... And when it was installed in 1937, the age... The, the lifespan of people's ages were a lot shorter than they are today. So, it's almost like they had to recalibrate their thinking today to make it work. Mm-hmm. And plus, you know... My generation, the ba- the the baby busters, they're so small of us that um you know we're not going to be able to support the baby boomers. So right. So there's just <laughs> not true. enough there's not enough of us to to put money in the inco- into the yeah. uh, this, system. The zero population growth movement of when was it the sixties? Sixties. Yeah. Yep. Somebody forgot to recognize that when you only had a 16th of the population out in the workforce, who was going to pay the bills that were coming due with all of the the programs? I mean, I'm not criticizing the programs. I'm criticizing the people who didn't put enough thought into what they were promoting that trashed the programs. But anyway, um, CPG, what was I going to say? Social Security. I still think... Um, we ought to give the kids the money and, and let the older people keep the jobs. I think that's a great idea. And I and I think daylight savings time or standard time only. Leave our clocks alone. Okay. Right. Okay. Leave, leave, the way it is. So you, do, do you think we should have a mandatory retirement age? No. I don't think. I, I agree. I think. I think I, people should I work for as long as they think they should work for. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're 80 and you you, you can mm-hmm. still work, I think you should be able to work. We have my local grocery stores. Um, it's not uncommon now because the way contracts are written, that a lot of the box boys are, are now senior citizens. That guys who still want to work, yeah, they want to work just a part time for a few hours, and they love hanging out at the grocery store. They'll, they'll, that's what they do. They'll, they'll do the old, they'll do the job that a 16 year old or 15 year old 
guy you to do. Those, those are the one uh, bagging the groceries and walking out with the uh, the people to put the groceries in their in their cars for them. Yeah. Times have changed. What can I say? Yes. Oh, yes, they have. Okay, Marilyn, oh, do you, you have another interesting thing? Can... Speaking of, I want to speak of. In California, starting next year, we are borrowing plastic bags. We're not going to have plastic bags. I thought yet. you had already done that. No, we. The that you're charging for. Are, are you charging for that? They usually ask us if we want paper or plastic. Right. Well, next year we won't have that choice. Oh. So I'm assuming we'll have to bring our own bags if it's not paper. I well, do anyway. You know, I know this store at home. Now, Aldi's, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of that chain uh, or not, but um, uh, uh, my sister, you have to bring your own boxes and your own bags uh, to that store. When I was in Kansas, me and my sister Jeannie went to the store in at Aldi's, and huh. I think that's the name of the store. And anyway... Um, we had to have our own boxes, and and if you didn't have your own boxes, if you had to use some of the ones that they had there, they would charge you for the boxes. Wow. Well, it might be cheaper to have a grocery boy to come and deliver it. Yeah, that would be neat, too. <laughs> Okay, Marilyn, we're looking for jingles and catchwords, things that would identify a product without mentioning the product. For example, good to the last drop. Most people know that that refers to Maxwell House. Do you have one in your head that might fit there? Um. A jingle or a slogan that people would recognize before you even mention the name of the product. A little dabble, do you? Uh, that oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. That is a great one. Thank you. Walton, can you remember what that, that was? Uh, I mean, until I thought of it, till I thought of it just was now, it, you know, because I remember that a long time ago. Was that Brill Cream? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Brill Cream. Well, the one I keep, that's a... the one I keep running into my head is Look Sharp, Be Sharp, Feel Sharp. Look sharp, feel sharp, be sharp, and what is it? Oh, I'm supposed to answer that, huh? Well, anybody. Look sharp, it's a, it's a razor. Um, right. Some kind of stick nice. razor? I think it's a, a Gillette. Gillette razor blade? A Gillette or, or something like that. Was I it Gillette think, or I was think, it? I think, I think Melon Quebec. I think it was Chick. Or Gillette? I was just, I, it was either Chick or Gillette. Or Gillette. And my pick was Gillette, but I think she's right. Let's see. I think it's Gillette. I think you're right. Let me see. Gillette. You're right, Gillette. Okay. What I missed I that. No, that's what both you two... Oh, I said Gillette, huh? Yeah, that's what both you two yeah. agreed on. We both said Gillette. Yeah, Gillette. I'm sorry, uh, Walden. How about <laughs> the beer that made Milwaukee famous? Um, oh, my gosh. That's a great what? One. No, not um, Budweiser. Uh, Pabst. No? Pabst. 
No, 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 no. It was some um, beer that made Milwaukee famous. Oh, isn't that terrible? And it was I such can't a think good of it slogan, now. It's on my tongue, and I can't. And I don't even know if they even make the beer anymore. It wasn't Pabst. I don't think so. I thought it was Pabst Ribbon or whatever. No. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Oh, and it's what, called Blue Ribbon because Pap, it actually Pap, won a Blue Ribbon. Pat Blue Ribbon, what do you have? That was their swallow. Right. Oh. Oh, dear. Back to work here. <laughs> <laughs> Beer that made Milwaukee famous. I'm Schlitz. That's what I think it is. Schlitz. That's what it oh. is. So, Schlitz Beer. I, I don't even know if they're even still making Schlitz. Well, let us see. Joseph Schlitz. You know, some so many of the the large beer makers mm-hmm. got gobbled up by others. Right. Um, was advertised as the year Elmer Schlitz. Let's see. I, I got another what one. Happened to... it, I'm here. It doesn't it 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 doesn't melt in your hands. M&M. There oh. you go. Oh, that's you go. very good, Walden. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, Schlitz bought up Pabst. Okay. Really? I thought it'd be or, the other um, way around. Yeah. Mounds have, I mean. Uh, oh, Mound had a slogan. What was their mound? Um, yeah. What uh, was that the mound? That one sometimes was, you feel like a nut, sometimes you, you don't. Know. Yeah. Wait a minute. Was that that's, Mound or was that Almond Joy? Well, it was. It oh, was, uh, it was, was Mounds and Almond Joy. Uh, almond Joy, Joy and there's Mounds. Had the, had the almonds uh, and Mounds, mounds did not. have the coconut. But, uh, That's right. Mounds almonds, had... almonds, or the Almond Joys have the almonds and the coconut. Sometimes yeah. you feel like that. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. These are great. This is exactly um, what I was hoping for. And but there used to be a second. There used to be a second frame of that song. I don't remember it by now. Um. Let's see. Gee, I thought that was the whole thing. Well, yeah, uh, I thought so too. Uh, uh, okay, well, I, mm-hmm. rem- I, I, I remember something from the early seventy. Mikey likes it. Life. There oh, you that's go. Life cereal. Oh yeah. Um. I still like that life cereal. Do you? Do they? Even, I didn't know if they even still make it. Um. Well, how about they're great. Uh, uh, Tony the t- uh, uh, Frost of Flight. That's right. Right. That's right. And all right, here you go. If there there was a second line, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Um, and George yeah, got nuts. That, that's right. Oh Mounds yeah. don't. Ah, okay. Written by somebody by the name of Leon Carr. Leon, you did a good job. We knew <laughs> right what everybody was talking about without even knowing the um, name of the product. Now I think Wiggly Gum hit you to have a slogan. Oh yes, um, oh. double mint, double mint. No, no, that's that's double mint gum. Wrigley's. Wrigley's. Something was it was a uh, all this. Something they talk about the stick. I think the stick of the gum or, or uh, twice the flavor. Was it? Was it? That was double mint. I think. I think that was double mint. Okay. What was the rest of that? Twice. And we want the, Wrigley's. Yeah, twice the. But that's, wasn't there something else with that twice? Was it twice the flavor, or was there something else to that? 
Now the no, that, that was there's a, because a gum that I could not me. stand, and that was the uh, um, now uh, juicy fruit or something like that. Juicy I fruit, okay. I I don't know why. I just uh, I never didn't... really liked that gum <laughs> for some reason. I don't know. Uh, how about snack, crackle, and pop? Very good. Yeah. Who's next? Snack, crackle, and pop. Oh, that's right. Krispies. There you go. Krispies, yeah. Good. Right. Krispies. Okay, Marilyn, I have to give you a question. Let me see what we've got here for you. I haven't got mm, any was... radio stuff yet. She's working on them. Yeah, I know. You're on the floor, too. I've got everything. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just... No, she, she finally got a healthy computer. I've oh. got a healthy computer, and everybody's there are so many envelopes that I put them on the floor. So when I make oh. a CD, I go over and say, okay, this goes in this envelope. So you're on my floor. How many um, How many floors do you have? Just one floor, but a lot of envelopes on it. Okay. Who rode with Roy Rogers? Who was his female companion? Dale Evans, right? Very good. Very good. Very good. What was the famous okay. song? What was her famous song that she write? She wrote. Well, I know Roy Rogers was. Uh, 